And welcome to the Monday Night Scores, a wrestling podcast covering the epic battle for rating supremacy between WWF Raw and WCW Monday Nitro. We relive the war, skirmish by skirmish, to decide which show we think should have won the fight for viewing figures that week. We then reveal which show actually did take the gold in the Nielsen ratings using our golden envelope. Last time out, Nitro continued its recent dominance as it kept its boot to the neck of Raw. Worrying times for the WWF as it fell four behind in the ratings war and WCW made it 14-10 on the Monday night scoreboard. Raw desperately needs a strong show in this week though as this is the go-home show as we head into the granddaddy of them all, WrestleMania 12. Will they do it, or will Bischoff's boys and girls manage to stretch out an impressive five-show lead? There's only one way to find out. But before we get into it, we best start by introducing ourselves. I am one of your hosts, my name is Steve, and I am, as always, joined by a man who is currently outlawed in four US states and counting after having been arrested and deported for travelling from car garage to car garage and nutting anyone he encountered who he heard pronouncing it aluminum. It's the one and only nitpicker, Jim. All right, Jim. Sorry, I was, I was muted. But yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm very well, very well, thank you. Very good. Any more, um, any more fishermen's nightmares in the, the time since we last spoke? No, um, no, the, we haven't kind of returned to the the realm of penning classic literature in, in the classroom. We haven't, we haven't, there's been none of that since. What a shame! Um, I was, I was, um, you know, I was forced to deal with a, an unsavoury incident with a harmonica the other day. The harmonica. Um, <laughs> that I can I can regale instead, though. Again, again, this is not going to be entered into pantheons of, of, you know, some of the greatest stories ever told, but. <laughs> Um, unlike the fish, we'll be the judge of that. <laughs> well, no, I meant in terms of uh, you know, in terms of penmanship and whatever else. Oh, like fisherman's nightmare. But yeah, I've, I'm. So I've got this. One of my classes is this. This this year nine class rowdy, rowdy as, and you're Piper. in there. Piper's piece. Rowdy Rodney, and um, <laughs> and you're in there trying to you know, quiet them down. Is 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 very much half the battle. And oh, three quarters of the battle, if not ninety percent, <laughs> it's pretty much all the battle. And, um, and then you're in there, and uh, this this one Tuesday, it's all kind of going relatively swimmingly in the sense that you know they're getting on, they're doing what they've been told. The ants, I'm not, I'm not having to, I haven't had to fucking you know scream at anyone or anything, and it's it's going all right. And then like Ideal. you know the they're all busy writing away doing what they required and then all of a sudden like outside in the corridor you just hear this kind of burp, burp, burp. <laughs> and and like I've, I've I've clocked it and I'm instantly you know like you, you kind of your spidey sense if you will the, the equivalent whatever whatever the teacher has the equivalent of the spidey sense where you know things is Gonna, it could easily take a turn here. Things, things are gonna get bad. Oh yeah. And um, I'm thinking that that's got to stop, or otherwise there's gonna be mayhem in here. <laughs> and then, you know, 20 seconds later, <laughs> and then like after my, I'm kind of like looking around, seeing, looking at the eyes of the kids. I've just, have they heard this? No, no, they haven't. Still right there. <laughs> and then it's like, 
right, they're going to they're going to clock this, and sure enough, they do. And then they, their eyes start going. And there's, there's a few murmurings of "fuck's that? What's going on?" And then there's this weird caretaker we have, right? Who like he does loads of kind of strange things. He goes down and barks, and and like um, you know, like like. He has these kind of pan pipes that he's crafted, and and, <laughs> and, he, and he like brings them in. <laughs> sometimes I've been known to do this, and I'm thinking, that's that. That fucker's walking around blowing his fucking <laughs> pan pipes in the corridor. Why is he doing that while there's a lesson going on? Why is he doing that in the middle of lesson time, distracting all the kids? Ah, I like get myself worked up, obviously, because I know these are on the, the verge of of descending into madness. At any point, these kids are descending into anarchy. We're on the verge of anarchy because they're doing something every five seconds. And he's, I'm, thinking, I'm just getting more, I'm thinking I'm going to have to go and tell him here. I'm going to have to go tell him he won't go away. Because every, you know, it's going on for a good couple of minutes now. Just almost right outside the door of, you know, quiet. And then all of a sudden. <laughs> and right, so that's it, right, I'm going out, I'm going out there. But I've kind of geared myself up to like, right, I'm going to be having a shout at a fully grown man here being like, what are you doing? <laughs> go away. Sort of thing. <laughs> totally with the right. Yeah, exactly. What, what is he doing? And then I've gone out there and I've looked left, no one there. Looked right, nobody there. And then I looked down, there's this little lad who's in year seven. And like, you know, he's probably, you know, he's, you know, you know he's, he's, he's probably not, he's probably got a few issues, right? And then I've look, looked down there. And, he, and he's just there with this fucking mouth organ in his hand. Fucking burp, burp, burp. And I'm just like, what, what, what are you doing? Don't, don't do that. But I was like, I shouted him because, you know. He's telling what, in a corridor? He's standing in a corridor with loads of classes, like, lessons. Yeah, he's waiting to come in. I've got him in the next lesson. He's waiting to come into my lesson. He's waiting to come into my lesson. I was like, there's 20 minutes of your hour lesson start. What are you doing for a start off? But then he's fucking there. <laughs> Just blown it, and then he's just—he's obviously just stared at him. Can you, can you not do that, please? And he just put it away. But I was thinking, what, what parents have packed him off this? He's not even—he wasn't even close to playing it. He was just <laughs> literally making noise with it. I was like, who thought that's a good thing to send him to school with? It was just the most frustrating thing. And then obviously I've gone back in, and the kids are fucking beside themselves, and the rest of the lesson off the is wall. anarchy, ruined, uh, and like that. But. Oh. I mean, there's your story. Never mind Fisherman's Nightmare. There's your story. The oh, ghost. God. The ghost whaler. The ghost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, superb. My granddad used to always call it a mouth organ, which I always thought sounded weird. But, um, mouth organ, yeah. Harmonic and the mouth organ. <laughs> the mouth organ. <laughs> I mean, I, no. I, can, I can see Vince's eyes getting wide yeah, just at yeah, yeah. the mere mention of it. Well, yeah, that was my week. Wow. I mean, fair enough. Another another belter. Two for two. It's always puzzled me, the harmonica. Like there are so <laughs> many more <laughs> so many more instruments to pick from. <laughs> mm, yeah. What's the when did you decide that that's like that that's gonna be the one for you? <laughs> <laughs> you fancy a guitar? Absolutely not. No. I'm content with the harmonica. Yeah, I mean it's one it's a step up from like the maracas, isn't it? So <laughs> I only want to play some in the triangle. In my <laughs> yeah. That's it. Oh, phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Well, I look forward with great interest as to what will happen next time round. 
What's the hat trick going to be? <laughs> Christ. <laughs> oh, superb. And I'm also joined by another man hailing all the way from the Spanish announce table, where this week he spent the entire time collating all of the spare euros from down the back of his sillion armchair, as the translation of sofa is sofa. <laughs> and so is couch and city. It's all sofa. <laughs> so I had to change it to armchair. <laughs> Struck out three for three. Had to go with Archer. And he did this in order to try and help chip in to pay the legal fees of his beloved Los Caramelos as they face the wrath of the evil financial fair play investigating team. La Barba de Disco will be on pins. Is the one and only Lost Liam? Hi, Liam. Chaps, how are we? Well, very well. I mean, no harmonicas for me. This week, so I can't. Yeah, I can't I'm not going to embarrass myself with a, a rendition of a harmonica, seeing as Jim's, Jim's nailed nailed that that one. So <laughs> didn't know he had it in his locker. Didn't know he had it in his locker. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not going to go though. But uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. Very glad to hear it and totally understand. It. Right, well, we best get into it then. All right, Jim, calm down. I'll get us placed in history with some cultural reference points. Here we go. Let's set the scene. The date is the 25th of March, 1996. This week in gaming, beat-em-up Dragon Ball Z Hyper Dimension was released on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. In film, an eclectic mix of movies was released, including All Dogs Go to Heaven 2, they go again, apparently. <laughs> they, came, they came back. Um, come, carried come away. Again first time. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> carried away. Denise calls up. A family thing. And Sergeant Bilko. Something for everyone in there. I think you'll agree. And in music, we had an almost staggering array of album and single releases. Almost none of which I've ever heard of. Right. And as a result, lads, we have a competition. Risky, as the last time we did this is, as Liam had to do a Vince impression. <clears throat> but don't worry, there's no penalty this time, just a prize. Not a forfeit. The winner will get to open the golden envelope at the end of the show. The first time it's not been me in TMNS history. Wow. I, th I thought you'd be. I thought yeah, you'd that, be. Is, that is a decent prize. I'm very glad to hear it. I thought, I thought you'd be. Really no, Wonka-esque, that, isn't it? it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Now, it's dead simple, this, right? We're going to list off all of the music releases this week, and uh, you have to. All, uh, there is an honour system, right? So you, 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 and you've basically got to shout "heard of" if you have. Now that must be both the artist and the record, uh, album or single, right? So you, if you've heard the artist and they're not the record or single, you can't say "heard of," right? There is an honour system in place. I'll trust you both. Nitpicker has okay. probably got some kind of you know checking system in any case. There's no point in cheating. Are we ready? Do you understand? Do you have to verify how you've heard of it if you have so yeah. heard of it? I mean, that would be that would be quite embarrassing. So yes, that would be ideal. But at the time, just as I'm rattling through, just say heard of, and you've got to keep tally yourself of the number you get to. I'll be impressed if you get over one. Okay. <laughs> these are these are these are niche. <laughs> Being as kind as possible to the artist in question, these are niche. <laughs> right, here we go. <clears throat> Neutral Milk Hotel on Avery Island. <laughs> Sleater Kinney called the doctor. 
The Cocteau Twins, Milk and Kisses. Buster Rhymes, The Coming. Underworld, second toughest in the infants. Stone Temple Pilots, tiny music, songs from the Vatican <laughs> gift shop. Brainiac, hissing prigs in static couture. Guided by voices, under the bushes, under the stars. The Verve Pipe, villains. Cellar Dwellers, realms and reality. Guided by voices, they're back, they were there earlier. Tonics and Twisted Chasers. Cows, horn. <laughs> Modest Mouse, broke, slash, whenever I breathe out, you breathe in, slash, positive, negative, positive, negative. I have one there. Yeah, I thought you might have one too, but no, there we go. The Sonora nope. Pine, the Sonora Pine. Richard Davies, there's never been a crowd like this. Maria McKee, life is sweet. Mavis Piggott, you can be low. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Womack, only survivor, the MCA years. Mr. President, Coco Jambu. Men at Work, Contraband, the best of Men at Work, Partridge's favourite Men at Work album, I believe. June, <laughs> I Am Beautiful. SWV, you're the one. Art and Soul, Touch of Soul. Valen Hsu, Tia, C. Jan Garbarek, Visible World, ATK, Microtest. Single Cell Orchestra, Single Cell Orchestra. Retsin, Egg Fusion. Papas de Lingua, I lost Liam, might have heard of it. Papas de Lingua. No? Right, well, I'm reading it then. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> I thought you might get one. <laughs> no, not, not at all, though. Swing and a miss. Total strikeout. Lost, lost on me uh, all that, sorry. Yeah, me too. No, fair enough. But yeah, blimey, what a bumper. What a bumper week for forgettable music, eh? Yeah, that was incredible. There was a few where I'd heard of like, the artist, yeah, maybe two or three. But... Yeah, see, that's what I Yeah, probably should have... Next time, we, next time we do this, I'll do it with just the artist and we'll, we might get a score. Right, me doing the scores on the doors then. <laughs> <laughs> Business as usual. Business as usual. Right, now we know what we were button mashing to in our bedrooms, what we were watching at the flicks on a Friday night, and what we absolutely were not listening to on our Walkmans. Let's see how Vince and Eric are going to compete with that lot. There'll be comedy crowd-bothering two-faced lugers Mental mullet-sporting Belfast bruisers, but no record-breaking 269 defeats in a row. Kurt Hawkins losers. Let's get cracking. And we kick off with the Nitro Notebook. And we are hot off the Hogan kryptonite heels of the WCW Uncensored pay-per-view. So what the hell happened? Jim, take us through it. So you know how Eric Bischoff in the previous... And you were a fan of this, Steve, I believe, when um, Bischoff said in the previous Nitro, there's only one way to see this. It was kind of like a buy the pay-per-view. There's going to be no recaps. There's Loved it. No... One yeah, idea. You, you were a big fan of that idea. Totally so. Sold. I was just thinking after I watched this, I was thinking, Bischoff probably, you know, you better kind of hope no one did fucking buy it because <laughs> what a stroke of luck it would be if you could just bury this and pretend it never happened. <laughs> yeah. There was... Oh, no. There was, there was, there was seven <laughs> matches I counted on the, the main show. It, it lasted 
fucking an interminable amount of time, so I might have <laughs> fucking lost some of them in there. But um, of those seven matches that I counted, only technically one of them had any real kind of build on the main Nitro program because they wow. fucked around with the tag match in the end. But um, five of the matches lasted like longer than 15 minutes, so it was just like, it was, it was hard. It was hard. Yeah. Fucking hell, that is an eternity. Do you know what I mean? And then yeah. uh, kicked off Eddie Guerrero against Conan. Again, decent match. That was 20 minutes long. There was some title. Yeah. Line. yeah. Some, some title yeah. somewhere. Uh, what title? US title. US somewhere. title. Yeah. US, Conan, title, yeah. US title. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, it, it was that it was decent, but it was just like something that strung together to fill the card out. Conan right. won that. Uh, yeah. Bit of shenanigans at the end, revolving around a, a low blow. Yeah, botched like a botched leapfrog, wasn't it? And Eddie landed on oh, Cut's head with his crotch, and that was it. Oh was no! A, a low blow, it, and then Conan Conan pinned him, didn't he? So yeah, oh. yeah, it was. It was. So it, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't a pretty finish, but good to see Eddie though. And not yeah, yeah. Months. but it was. Always um, thrown into a twenty-minute title shot. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, from there you've got the the Belfast Bruiser. He got a DQ win over William Regal after going sorry William Regal Stephen Regal after going twenty minutes almost finished with a DQ when Regal's crowd come out and beat him up. All right. Don't know why they waited twenty minutes before they okay. did that. <laughs> exactly. This was brutal. This one though, I, I think they, they, they didn't hold back here, did they? Some of the no, uh, shots here. Stiff as you like, and really, uh, I didn't mind this. I, I thought this was all right. Clobber aside, they, they, they were both dressed heinously, <laughs> weren't they? You know, I don't know which was worse, but definitely Bruiser actually looking back on it. But um, <laughs> the, the quality of the match, I'd I'd put it up with one of the better matches on the on the the program. But oh, nice! It, I I would agree as well. It was just it's good to watch. It's just like apart from the shit finish, but it's just like why why are you supposed yeah. to care? Like, well, why are they having this for this long? Like, yeah. These get no TV time whatsoever. Yeah. They don't even go yeah. on the, the Saturday show, do they? You never no. see Regal in there, or apart from when the Blue Buds are on every now and again. Yeah, and it's never Regal on it. It's always uh, yeah. the other one. <laughs> your two bottom of the card match, you shouldn't be taking up 40 minutes of your pay-per-view. Should no. It? No. It seems after to me. It's just a way to lose it. You know, you just get bored. I just want it to be over. Yeah. Um, going on from there, you had an, a, a bizarre altercation. <laughs> Bizarre <laughs> altercation, to say the least, between Goldust. Colonel Parker and oh, no. uh, Medusa. No. <laughs> Parker versus Medusa. Does this only uh, happen at fucking pay-per-views where these two are, are sort of somehow romantically linked? This is this is insane. Yeah, I don't know. It's, again, like, uh, I, I didn't, it hadn't even been said they're having a match, did it, on, on Nitro no, at all? No, no, no. No, but the last, last pay-per-view, they had that, you know, Vegas wedding brawl. Shtick. It was Sherry, yeah. wasn't it? Sherry versus Sherry Medusa. Medusa. Medusa's so much better than that. She's fucking brilliant in the ring. Get arrested. Didn't Sherry win that? Yeah, hilariously. Yeah. So, so why does Parker need to go and... <laughs> no idea. Get, get revenge. Because he, he beats her as well, by the way, so there's Medusa being uh, beat by both of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> got a, yeah, we got a viewing of Dirty Dick Slater in this, though, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Dirty Dick Slater in the flesh? Yeah, Did Dirty you? Dick popped up, yeah. What's the question? Did a promo, did he? Yeah, dirty what's dick he was like? What's, the, what's dirty dick? What's he, what does he look no, like? Disappointments. Disappointments. Don't, disappointment. don't, don't worry yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like, like everything else about this, disappointing. Messi finished that one as well, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was dreadful. Dick Slater was involved oh, in the dear. end. 3D Breaking the pit. Disappointing dirty yeah, dick Slater. He, he, uh, he, he broke the pin up. Um, Medusa had 
had uh, Colonel Parker and uh, like a bridge in German suplex into a pin and then he broke it up and then mm. Parker just rolled over and pinned her and that was it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> he was, he was bumping all over, wasn't he? He was, he was bumping yeah. all over for her. And then he, yeah, he was actually. And the crowd was the crowd were loving it. The comms the comms table though were laughing every time Medusa did, like delivered a move to Parker. Oh. They were like laughing. No, I, don't I, I don't know how it felt about that. No, it was don't a shambles. Do the whole don't thing was shambles. But, uh, yeah, another 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 terrible one to the uh, the list. Right there we go. Uh, move on from that debacle <laughs> to another debacle. Uh, the, the booty man. He went oh. 16 fucking minutes. I'm sick of this booty. 16 minutes of the booty. You cannot yeah. get enough oh, of this guy. Man. They can't get enough of him. No, they can't. 16 minutes. Uh, he beat DDP. Of course he did. Um, <laughs> something about... Yeah, something about Dallas Page's girl was on the line here. I don't know. She's now aligned with, with the booty man. There was a lot of information here coming from the comms table, which I didn't have a clue about. <laughs> there was on about a bingo game at one point. <laughs> like someone, someone, someone had won some money at a bingo game, oh, and I was, what, what are they going on about? It just shows how much information is lost when we watch Nitro, how much is left out, yeah. and then yeah. you just putting pieces together a, a, a pay for you. It's, it's just another one of those, isn't it? Yeah. Surely this would be something you, again you would build if it's like oh, I suppose it shouldn't be something you'd build because the fucking booty man's involved. But it, Dallas Page never makes the telly at all, and then all of a sudden yeah. he is in this high stakes. That's it. You know. <laughs> What the fuck? I mean, they've been they've been pushing Booty Man on Nitro the past couple of weeks, but there has been no mention of DDP. Obviously, no. obviously, Kimberly's been an appearance, mm. but nothing nothing towards this would be a match at the pay per view. And I'm sure it was billed as an I Quit match as well. I'm sure they said that before it started, but that wasn't that wasn't anything no. what was involved in the match either. So didn't hear anything about that. Shit, rubbish. Uh, from there. From there, the giant squashed Loch Ness. So we've got squash matches on the pay-per-view now. Uh, <laughs> obviously, no mean feat, squashing Loch Ness, but uh, they, they've got promos building this earlier in the show. I think Loch Ness's promo, he spent longer telling us how much he was going to smash the giant than he actually did in the fucking <laughs> ring. Just just dreadful. Oh. Is this going to be the last we see of Loch Ness, do we reckon, then? Is this it? Possibly. Got yeah. Got to be. How's he come back from this? Yeah, fair. So then this builds us up to the, the Chicago street fight that Luger orchestrated. Oh, yes, of course. And then... And didn't know what ge- it was. Geniusly, Luger wasn't involved. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I really enjoyed. So good. Um, best, thing on the, best thing about the pay-per-view. So Luger was thrust into the main event, which I was fearing the worst because as we've been singing his praises recently, I was certain they were just going to... Yeah. This was going to lead to more fucking horrendousness oh. involving Luger. Yeah. Getting some of that stink on him. But um, yeah, he was in the main event. So they've pulled in Booker T to be Sting's partner. Fucking hell. In the Chicago street fight. Tag title's no longer on the line. Uh, but was that right? Is that right, Liam? That if whoever won got a title match at a future date. So if Booker T. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. As in, so if Booker T and Sting won, Harlem Heat would get a. But whoever got the pin, their team would get a shot. Their team, yeah, yeah. I see, right. So, I mean, you'd be livid, wouldn't you, if you were the Road Warriors there because you meant to have had one and now, now it's yeah, on the line. Yeah, yeah. And it, it just so happens that they lost, so they'd have lost their title <laughs> shot without ever having the title <laughs> shot that they were entitled to. Uh, <laughs> uh, what did you make about uh, Hawk quoting the medulla oblongata at the very beginning? <laughs> what did, what did, I don't know, what did he do? <laughs> <laughs> Hawking on, <laughs> on the Encyclopedia Britannica's too. <laughs> <laughs> you nicked one off Mongo from last week. 
he kind of like <laughs> told us what the medulla oblongata was and then how they were going to remove the brain. He said, it, well, it's basically the brain stem. And then <laughs> how they were going to how they were going to remove the brain stems of uh, Sting and Bukati. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Very aggressive. Oh, your physiology, yeah. Professor Hawk. I love you it. You need some kind of laboratory for that, don't you? Oh. <laughs> Shall we um, crack on to the finish? This this one went 29 minutes. Thought it was never going to end. I thought hell. this is my life now. No, watching this. Is, yeah. Fuck. It started off well, but once I got past 15 minutes, I was tired. Oh, fucking hell. I can't remember much of it besides the end. To be honest, it was just, it was it was in, it was torturous. Um, give so, us the setup. Who who is in it now? Then so Lucas there. What, what and what is the? Just give us the give us the shtick. Lucas out. Bucketee's in Chicago street fight. So anything goes. Right, so, right, so, sorry, I thought this. Though that went half an hour. I thought you were on to the main event. No, no, is, no, 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 no. Sorry, no, no. The, half an hour in the street fight. Yes. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it's finished when they've all ended up in the back, and sorry, not they've all have animals in there, bad back with. Um, <laughs> he's in there. Who, who's he fighting in there, Liam? Is it Booker T? Uh, yeah, uh, Booker T and Animal go into the back, and then. Lugas, Lugas, there isn't he? Like prepping for his match with Jimmy yeah. Hart, and then um, Animal stumbles into Luger, and then obviously they go at it. Then and then Stevie Ray appears from from nowhere, and then they end up weak back versus animals. strong back. Yeah, well, there's only going to be one winner, isn't there? So Animal Animal ends up handcuffed to a pole in the back, right? Um, and then Booker T it goes back out to the ring, and then that's what that's where we go into the finish, though. And right. they, they win from there. They get, that's that, isn't it? That's, that's the... Uh, I can't remember Booker T gets the pin, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, he goes out, he goes into the to, to the ring, he misses with the Harlem hangover, but then Stevie Ray runs out from the back and hits Hawk with a cheer, and then Booker just covers oh, him and gets yeah. the pin. Right. But yeah. Yeah. It was just, again, I just by the end, after, after half an hour of this, I was like, fucking hell. <laughs> I'm done. And, it wasn't even for anything in the end, just a, yeah. another fucking title shot that this was supposed to be. Um, then on to the main event Jeez. that I would implore the uh, two or three people that listen to this program to go out their way and watch because <laughs> all the kind of bad ideas that you could have put together where the pitfalls would have been so obvious. Like, no, that won't work because of this, this and this. <laughs> like, all of them things have been discussed but then ignored and then <laughs> this was the, the kind of result. Um so what it was is you've got Hogan and Savage yep. as the duo against eight heels. I counted eight. I could be mistaken, but since Lou got thrown into the mix, it was eight heels and right. they had a total of three managers with them as well. So 11 assailants in total nice. versus these two lads. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. Um, <laughs> uh, so they're in a cage that was like stacked th- three yeah. three. Get three cages on top of each other, sort of thing. But there, there was only a kind of solid floor in the first level. So, right. so it's just it's just mesh. Yes, it's, yeah. it's literally three cages on top of one another. There are no rings beyond the one ring. There's no yeah. there are no mats. There's one mat. Yeah. So yeah. when you're fighting on the top level, which is where they start out, the, oh, you the, start the, at the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to. Everyone climbs up to the top, and then right. like the, the heels are all spread across the, the layers of the cage. Right. Except. 
the two who we just met on Nitro, who we'll come to the in a minute. Lads, two, yeah. The two big lads who aren't there. Yeah. I don't know why. Cage wouldn't support them, I assume. I assume, I assume that they're above the weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they're in the bot. They're in the bottom floor where the ring is. Right, so they're they're in they're in the ring. In there's the no n- danger of them like falling through anything. Or no. they're, they're on the ground floor, right. but yeah, they, they don't they don't come but out. Crap. Yeah, they don't appear till the end. They don't right. appear till the end. So they're not there initially. Right. So the heels are spread across. Yeah. Hogan and Savage are at the yeah. top, top cage. Yeah. So they are walking around on this chicken wire yeah. in the thick, fighting, I think they're fighting um, the horsemen at this point. Right. So, so again, uh, uh, all the heels are up there with them, all of them. No, right. no, the this spread, is... the spread. Right. So the horsemen so It's just are the in, horsemen, yeah. horsemen at the top. They're, Stage they're one. level one. Right. Level one. Yeah. Right. Level two is the Dungeon of Doom, and then it's there's some more dungeon, dungeon members on the bottom. Because as Liam pointed out, the Dungeon of Doom's roster is the size of an American football team <laughs> yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um, but they've, um, they, kind of, they can't do anything on yeah. these two top levels. They're kind of just ambling around on this mesh that's kind of dipping down with all the weight and everything. Well, sure. Yeah. Nobody can see anything because it's just chicken wire all the way around. So there's nothing. There's no, the, it's, the view it's miles the away view from f- the crowd. Oh, the- even for us at home, like it, it, when it panned out, you couldn't see anything because of the mesh. So you had to like there was a cameraman as well. There's a cameraman like really close to the, the the cage, so you can just like look in and get a little glimpse. But it was oh. like very limited what they could do in these levels. Yeah, they had to like build a structure, hadn't they? Like alongside the cage, like for the cameraman yeah. to kind of go up and down scaffolding. Like, scaffolding kind of thing. Joking, yeah, because that's oh, what we could wow. see what was going on. Proper amateur hour. Oh, that was gross. <laughs> it was gross. Absolute God. gross. Um, so they've got to fight their way down. Um, the heels, again, are spread across different levels, but the way this kind of finishes, I don't know why they weren't just all on one level and just didn't just beat the shit out of them from the off. But never mind, we don't need to get into the semantics because, like I said, there's many questions and we could ask all of them <laughs> and never end this podcast. But um, <laughs> uh, 25 minutes of drivel. They, yeah. They've worked their way down. They've seen off the horsemen. They've seen off the first layer of the of the, of the the dungeon. Mm-hmm. They've ended up in the bottom cage. Um and at the bottom cage, it's going on. They've kind of then gone to the ring for some reason. When they've gone to the ring, this is the real ring because the cages are away from the ring. They're at the top of the, yeah. the ramp. Right. So they've then right. they've gone down the ramp to the cage. Oh, I see. Sorry, down yeah. the ramp away from the cage to the real ring. And when they're in the real ring, fight beating somebody up. <laughs> oh, God. It's the only action the crowd has seen when they go to the real ring. That's when the, um, the big lads oh, appear. The big so, lads yeah. come is, out. Is there a cage around the real ring? No, no. There are three cages, yeah. None of which encompass the ring. Yeah, th- no. this doomsday cage is right next to where the back is. So Fucking you've got obviously hell. a central ring. But for some reason, even though there's a ring on the on the floor of this doomsday like device thing, right? They go back to the central ring for some reason. It wasn't clear. I mean, I, I well, what, I can't remember no. who was on comms. Someone on comms like tells you that. Once once you've gone through kind of like a layer of this gauntlet, you can't like they are kind of eliminated. That's what they said early doors because some yeah. like Fleur and Fleur and I just go missing for a little bit, right? But but they end up coming back and it, it's just a, it's just you don't know what's coming on. Basically. Jesus. So effectively, they, 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 you've got your mega powers uh, fighting. They've gone to the main ring, central, yeah. it, the, the traditional ring, to let the crowd see something for the first time in half an hour. <laughs> And then the big lads have appeared. The big lads are called Z Gangster and Z the other Gangster, big lads, right. the bigger lads, yeah. yeah. He's called, the white guy's called the ultimate solution. And oh. which absolutely <laughs> creased me. Absolutely creased me, that name. You can't call someone that. <laughs> the ultimate solution. And um, 
He's not even a name. Someone that. It's not even a name. <laughs> and he's um, they've dragged them back to Who's the Who's his manager? Main... Goebbels. <laughs> <laughs> you can't call someone that. No, it was very close Fucking to the bone. Fucking hell. Very close to the bone. And he um <laughs> they've dragged them back. Also, the they made the black guy Z gangster. Z gangster. Z gangster. Fucking hell. I mean, that's. Yeah, there's all kinds of issues with the yeah, names. None of, none of that has aged. I mean, aged well. None of that was okay at the time. Sorry. That's fucking hell. Right, but anyway, the, these two <laughs> these two idiots have dragged <laughs> the uh, the Mega Powers back to, the, to the, the stacked up cage, which has a ring at the bottom as well. So now we're in a traditional kind of cage match scenario. Yes, it's right. Um, and all of the fucking heels hell. are now in there beating them up. So why didn't they just do this at the start? I don't know. Yeah. All the heels are now in this cage which is locked and they're, and they're beating them up the, the two big lads can do fuck all and <laughs> which right. is why they came out so late I see and um, absolutely fuck all nothing and then effectively the tide begins to turn when the booty man runs in the booty man again cannot get rid of him <laughs> and gives them gives the, the faces he gives them frying pans as weapons which You're might joking. as well have been bazookas. The damage they inflicted, they might as well have been bazookas. Grenade launchers. Oh, my God. Launchers. It was... so he, oh, yeah, they, they, they cleaned up with the uh, frying pans. Where's he gone from? Where's he gone from in the locker room? I don't know. I, don't know. I, I presume he went to the kitchen where, where the knives and things are, but he thought, no, no, <laughs> the frying pans will do. <laughs> and, it, and it turned out they did. They were, they were weaponized. They were more than, they were more than sufficient. Yeah. They were more than sufficient. Yeah, so this has gone on for a while. Um, before Luger, I, can't, I, I couldn't believe they pulled Luger back into this. But anyway, the, um, before Luger, he's kind of... Macho Man has been held up by Flair. Luger yeah. comes with a loaded glove and is going to hit Macho. Yeah. But Macho ducks out the way and then Luger kind of pauses and then hits Flair anyway. So it's kind of like as if he's staging, like, oh, didn't mean to, but clearly did. Oh, and no. So it seems like they're going to do Flair v. Luger. I see, but, I see, I see. But, I see. Which, which, again, kind now, of, if, if it gets if Luger away from the dungeon. Sold. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I and see, it kind of carries on him being Sorry. sneaky. I thought, shit, it, being sneaky. I thought it'd been a botch, not a, an intentional storyline device. Sorry. Well, that's how they kind of made it low. It was supposed right. to be like that, but then Luger doing his shit acting and like, you know, being, yeah, being a sneaky yeah. kind of intentionally. Oh, right. I'll take it back then. Take it back. No, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. cool. It, yeah, it looked terrible, but nevertheless. And then, and then, so despite it being, like I said, eight heels, three managers, 11 assailants in total, Macho Man manages to pin Flair and they win. And then they Jesus Christ. And then they escaped. I mean, that's... Yeah, they scarper. That's, that is, that is, that's much worse than I anticipated, and, and I, had, I had low expectations. <laughs> yeah, um, it I, is, it was, it's hard I, to describe. I did, not, I did not for a second think that the doomsday cages were not over the actual ring in the middle of the arena where everyone can see them. Why, no. would, they, why, why would they not be, you know? Like... That's yeah, that it was, it was mind-boggling, even for yeah, it, it was, it was, it wasn't a pleasant watch. I'd place, I'd place good money that me and Jim are the only people that have rewatched this <laughs> in the past ten years. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah. Two, there's only been two hits on '96. Uh, <laughs> the We're thinking about years. taking it down. I think we're taking yeah. it down the network overseas. Might as well get that down walls watching that. Oh, fuck, someone else. Loads of traffic this week. <laughs> I mean, that's the only two. I am not watching after that review. Jesus, wet. That's atrocious. 
It was just so hard to describe. It was just like nothing you've ever seen before. But like I said, like, there was just so much that was so obviously wrong with it that they did anyway. Yeah. Including wow. the naming of the two guys. Um, I mean, criminal. I mean, I, I, I say that I, I think literally criminal. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you cannot call. That's, that's unbelievable. That has boggled me mind. Fucking yeah. hell. Wow. Well, that's that then. That's, that's the, the terrible pay-per-view that was uncensored. Phenomenal. Well, thank you for that. That was. Uh, I am. I'm. I'm so happy you two watched it. So I don't have to. Yeah, I won't be going back. <laughs> don't think anyone will be after those uh, ripping it to pieces. Well, how the hell are they going to follow up that cobblers? Let's find out. We are live from the Von Braun Civic Centre in Huntsville, Alabama. After the shock start last week, which deprived us of our usual fireworks spectacular as Loch Ness and Giant were going at it on the gangway without explanation, we're now back with the usual gunpowder-based intro with big distorted guitar riffs and a quick cut to the announce table, where Eric Bischoff tells us we're as live as live can be, and we see he's joined by the rose-red jacket-wearing Bobby the Brain Heenan and NFL guest commentator, who seems to have stuck around, Mongo. Mongo is sporting an almost criminal, even for the 90s, sky-blue denim jacket with black-and-white cowhide panels on the front of the shoulders and the pockets, and forces us to begin, as we must, with Pepe Watch. The long-suffering hound has once again been forced to match his master with a costume that Lily Savage had turned down for being too garish, God rest her soul. He's basically wearing a cowhide cowboy hat and matching waistcoat as the poor cow dog looks off into the middle distance, looking for all the world like he's wistfully imagining the herd careering towards him in slow motion, while <laughs> through the ether... Enya seems to arrive on the breeze. Who can say where the road goes, where the day flows? Only time. Until the grinding horror that is his existence is finally extinguished by the merciful terror of a cacophony of hooves. He's, he's worn this before. I thought that for a second. He's definitely yeah. recycled the outfits. Yeah. He's worn this before, Pepe. You, you hit the nail on the head last week, Jim. They definitely run out of ideas, Ali. <laughs> fucking up this end soon. Back to the beginning of the wardrobe. <laughs> right, we're killing Pepe. I'm not doing it again. We're killing Pepe. Much. If they start just running through the old catalogue. No, no, that was the best one. That was the best one. Oh, be <laughs> Gotta go on a high. The Belfast Bruiser's out to get us underway, sporting his insane... Hang on, hang on, hang on. Can I tell you my favourite bit of the show? was when, no, my second, there's two, I had two, I had two. One's coming later, but my second favourite <laughs> bit was when um, when the Mongo, he's talking while, obviously, uh, Pepe's imagining the, 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 the herd trampling him to yes. death. Yeah. It was, um, and, and he says what he's saying about 
something about us being on the edge of our seats because Flair and uh, the Giant are going to have a match later. Yeah. And then he says, before handing over to Heenan, and he says, what do you think about that, Mr... And he goes like if he's gonna if he's gonna have some kind of witty remark, then long pause, brain, and then he kind of does some, <laughs> and then he kind of like <laughs> shakes, that. You know, like, <laughs> and then he kind of like moves his head like he's gonna add to it, but he can't think of anything and he just blanks, and then, and then he has to start talking. What do you think of that, Mister oh, so Brain? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just have on. 10 written down I don't understand you've got oh, a notepad yeah. just have 10 down and you it's can just terrible. reel them off oh so good I missed that well played well spotted superb nitpick well done <laughs> god anyway so the Belfast Bruiser is out to get us underway and he is as I say sporting his insane half and half leather jacket slash American football pads entrance gear just like they all wear in Belfast oh and he's also still sporting a sort of cataclysmically awful mullet and tash combo that truly needs to be seen to be believed how has no one told him that it isn't 1984 anymore like how is how is this like, how does he think this works? Like, the mullet bit is a different colour to the rest of his hair. It's about 15 <laughs> pantones darker. It doesn't... It looks like... It, it's so bad. It looks like it's a fucking, like, you know, wig or, like, a weave stitched in. Anyway, sorry. Really annoyed me. I think I think, I think the, the ring attire just distracts you from, from looking that far up. Just seeing the leather jacket and the, the, the American football pad and things <laughs> what like is that. You forget, you forget about your shocking barnet, so... Truly terrible. And yeah, I mean, he's a naughty man. And you remove all of that shit, and he does look like an absolute brawler. You know, like, I wouldn't tell him about all his comedy cobblers. He'd kill me in, in, in half a second, but Christ. And then uh, Bischoff, by the way, then tells us that he broke Regal, Regal's nose last night, um, and Heenan says, Regal's face certainly looks worse than Princess Di's car that she smashed up last night. <gasps> What? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think because because King mentioned something like this on Raw, didn't he? I don't think this is the yeah. this no. Is, you're this all is right. The one. You're all right, lad. I googled it. It's not that crash. Yeah, she well. had one a few yeah. months prior to that one, and right. I mean, all right, it's not like you know what too soon, but you know, still, just the the the, the almost uh, jovial way in which it was uh, it was incorporated into the program made me double take. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, there's been a heel commentator that has just probably. <laughs> I mean, that is probably taking things too far, isn't it? <laughs> Ultimately, you'll move. I mean, wow. Yeah. Um, Free the... <laughs> it's the only place you can go. I've always liked... <laughs> no, I'm not going to... I'm going to bleep that. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> the Belfast fashionista's here to take on the macho man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. The ref gets us underway. And we proceed to have the exact same Macho Man match we seem to have had since we started the wars. I'll not dwell on this, lads. The Bruiser, a.k.a. Finley, absolutely batters Macho Man, mostly outside the ring, actually. Uh, Countouts be damned, by the way. And, and at one point, the ref, the ref even heads outside to assist Macho in getting back over the guardrail and then into the ring towards the end of the match. Like, what, what the hell's that about? You know, what, what are you doing? Don't do that. Count him out. It's really fucking killing me, lads. Come on, get back in the ring. <laughs> exactly. They're pickers having a fucking aneurysm here. Jesus. It was Pee Wee, wasn't it? Pee Wee Anderson. It was indeed. Yes, yes. Yeah, spot on. It was Jimbles. indeed Pee Wee Anderson. Let's go. Well, a black mark against his name. 
Um, and anyway, this abject battering then ends, as we all knew it would. Bruiser misses a he-would-have-killed-him spear into the corner-bound Macho, uh, who then who dodges it, uh, and, and uh, literally, and it was actually quite, you know, last minute from match. It was as soon as Belfast's finest was airborne, he, he, he dodged out of the way, and that caused the, the mullet-clad missile to wallop in the ring post through the top middle turnbuckles, which then gives Macho the opening he needs to head up to the top row, Corral the crowd for an age, by the way. Poor bruiser had to, like, sell being dead on the floor for about 30 <laughs> seconds longer than he really needed to. And then Macho lands the diving elbow, gets the pinfall. The crowd loves it, and Mongo tells us, for a reason that I don't think any <laughs> of us needed, quality. we're not in Ireland now! <laughs> As if until this point, we all thought. He also said they're going through another famine in Ireland. Oh, he yeah. did. In light of watching yeah. that. Oh, he didn't, did he? So he made the... He's turned the heel commentator, suggesting a famine could now be taking place in Ireland because <laughs> Finlay lost Jesus the match. Christ alive. Not only is it really insensitive, it's also fucking moronic. It's correct. <laughs> two for two. No, it works, Mongo, you idiot. Bloody Nora. <laughs> Up next, we get another pervert promo, as Mean Gene is seen being a freaking voyeur once more. He's <laughs> hiding in cupboards, one mic in hand, the other hand out of sight, don't need this. We, we Just stop it, lad. This is weird, creepy, nobody needs it. Back in the arena after this absolute filth, and nope, he's not being arrested yet. It's only a matter of time. Here's Genie. He's here to interview the world heavyweight champion, Ric Flair. The nature boy has Miss Elizabeth on one arm and woman on the other. And again, <laughs> starts singing, I've got the whole world. Ha <laughs> ha. Stop it, Rick. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it now. Stop it now. Because it may, he, he, throughout this entire problem, he makes not one jot of sense. Gene asks him about getting KO'd by Luger last night. Oh, you're dead right. Uh, the nitpicker earlier on was exactly what that whole shtick was about. Uh, Flair refers to him as, hilariously, the package. Not at all package, just the package, which we've covered on this podcast before, but it never ceases to get me. And uh, he, he says that he now sees him for who he is, uh, someone who wants to be him, the champ. Yeah, fair enough. Out next, we're back into the action. And it's a purple masked man, Mr. JL, a.k.a. Jerry Lynn. He's challenging Conan, who's been, I've got to be honest, somewhat of a disappointment on the score so far, yeah, for his United definitely. States Heavyweight Championship. You're right, Lee. The champ follows JL down the ring, and honestly, what the hell is he wearing? He's got like a pink and turquoise shell suit jacket with gold shoulder pads and a weird kind of like golden pink leather flying cap with integrated goggles. He looks like <laughs> Elton John was asked to design his entrance gear, and the theme was like, World War One Ace does Soho Bingo. It's all incredible, but is ruined, and I mean ruined, by the fact that his goggles don't line up with his eyes. <laughs> it looks like he's wearing like, his dad's ass that he's never tried before. Like, it's, it's, yeah, it's this, is, this is terrible. <laughs> it's, it's, sec it's second to the, the bruiser's clobber. <laughs> it's called it's, it's Conan's. It's, you're totally right. You're totally right, Lou. What about uh, Bischoff telling us that Brian... Um, Brian Pillman pulled out of the uh, the Doomsday Cage match. Imagine if th there was another... Because obviously Jim, Jim was telling us how many heads were in there. You had the referee in there as well. Imagine if Pillman was part of that. That would have made it even more difficult to have a look at. Jeez. Yeah, you had a loose cannon Brian with Pillman to that lot. That would have been... I mean, three cages wouldn't have, wouldn't have, uh, wouldn't have been able to contain him, surely. Phenomenal. 
Anyway, we, we, we get underway and it immediately becomes a commentator's nightmare as we have a Lucha Libre-style match as the enormous lad in Mexico, not quite the same in the US, but still big, Conan's physical dominance over the smaller JL is countered by the latter's speed and agility. As the bout kicks off properly and a head scissors takedown launch from atop the ropes from Mr. JL downs the champ, um, this match is an unusual combination of uh, gorgeous lucha-style mat-based wrestling, uh, punctuated by you know powerfully executed moves from Conan, including by the way a DDT that was one of the best I've ever seen. It was poetry, and then some clumsy combos where the two lads don't quite seem to be on the same page. And unfortunately, I think it's Conan who's at fault the majority of the time for a lot of this stuff. You know, am I being too harsh there? He's giving me like Armored Johnson vibes here, Conan. Yeah. Whereas physically, he's he's impressive, isn't he? And but he's just so stiff to work with in the ring. And then you exactly. get the odd moments of like you know you something looking good. Yeah. So yeah, I, th this isn't the first time either, is he? So no, no Adam comes uh, basically ignoring the the action and are banging on about what Randy Savage is apparently doing backstage, destroying everything. That's really interesting though. Like it was how they, they described it again. They're trying to create that idea of chaos but without having the cameras because like yeah. obviously you see these this is dime a dozen now in it where they go for the backstage stuff and people are getting beaten up and there's this kind of this mayhem like behind the scenes and obviously that's all filmed now and on telly you've totally. seen that a million times but here they obviously didn't have the facility to do that so they're no. just oh you wouldn't but you won't believe this savage is going mad backstage but yeah. can i show you any of it it's like well i don't know i found it interesting it's, it obviously didn't cause any excitement whatsoever but like <laughs> it's just interesting that was how they did it yeah, completely, because it was like, you know, of all the cameras in the arena, they can't get one to just pop through the curtain and go and go and have a look, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? They were like, we're trying to get one back there. Well, there's loads at ringside, just send one, you know what I mean? Like, I can see several here. One of them will do, yeah, yeah. it's fine. But, yeah, absolutely. And obviously, because he wasn't, but, you know, he pops up later on again, as we know. Revenge of Millhouse's dad. Correct, 100%. <laughs> Spot on. Um... <laughs> Uh, anyways, yes, we, we see none of this backstage action, but uh, Heenan thankfully brings us back to the arena um, where, uh, to, to explain what's going on with, uh, with, with, with Conan and Mr. JL. And then Mongo pipes up with, with a line that I'm relatively sure Heenan's given him because it's, it's, you know, quite impressive for him. He says, this match has more movement than a Swiss watch. And I also think that Heenan stitched him up because technically uh, a mechanical watch has one movement. <laughs> But I get what he's going for. It's fine. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Anyway, a missile dropkick from Mr. JL finds its target. But as Conan crumbles, JL lands on his calf and it looked, it looked painful. It looked awkward. And again, I think, unfortunately, Conan was the one at fault here for not getting out of the way when he gets hit yeah, with, the, with the dropkick. And it, oh, fuck, it's just looking a bit amateur hour again. Uh, the champ rebounds, though, and he lands a, in fairness, lovely gut wrench powerbomb that looks like it'll do it, but JL kicks out after two, which Conan does not like. Another powerbomb is attempted, but JL escapes, and then we get a series of pins and counterpins until Conan heads up top, gets DDT'd from the middle rope, and is clearly down for the three, but as you say, Jim, Nick Patrick hesitates after the second count, clearly not the finish, and the champ yeah. clearly missed Nick the Patrick. first count. Nick Patrick then. Who's that? <laughs> and then Bischoff correctly, calls 
referee Nick Tim Patrick out, and uh, it, but it's it's Heenan to the rescue once more. He says, "It looked to me like Nick Patrick was checking to see if Conan's foot was on the ropes and hesitated. But if you're looking at the shoulders, count him. You're dead right, Bobby. But well saved. Super." Conan then finally collects JL as he's on the top rope as if he's going to take a head scissors, but spins 180 and then plants the challenger with a vicious-looking Alabama slam and then flips over into a bridging pin that, again, looked brilliant. And that correctly ends this contest as Conan keeps his title. Next, Bischoff welcomes us back from a break and says that WCW is where the big boys play. And right on cue, here's Disco Inferno. (laughs) (laughs) who's who's plucking his new CD Christ easier to be squashed fair enough by the booty man yikes two biggest clowns in the fucking company wrestling each other who has endorsed it who signed this off Disco's got to be reassessing his career you know what I mean if he's getting squashed by the booty man Disco has well (laughs) (laughs) so Disco's opponent is out next uh he, he, and he does get a bit of a cheer from the crowd, apparently fresh off his uncensored victory, uh, it, 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 oh. it turns out. Um, Bischoff continues to be embarrassed by what's happening on, 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 on screen and what he's saying, uh, as he says about the booty man. And I tell you what, every week this guy's looking better and better and better, just as Booty does some drunken uncle finger-point dancing on his way to the ring. I mean, it looks like someone's electrocuting Jeff Jarrett as he does his strut thing. It's yeah. like... I, I can't believe this guy This guy <laughs> was with Double A in the ring last week. And, oh, it's criminal. Oh. And, and Double A's had to put him over, this guy. Do you know what I mean? It's it's fair enough. Disco Inferno has to get him over, but surely not double A. No, unbelievable. The whole thing. Have have you ever have you ever seen a push like this? He's on telly every week. He's winning every week. He's winning wins on the pay per view. He's 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 helping the heels. uh, Sorry, the faces win at the pay per view. Yeah. He's 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 just. Oh, he's stuck on behind. He's everywhere. He's He's everywhere. He's going to be the champ for for reasons that no one can seem to to understand. It's ridiculous, and we've never heard from him. We've never heard from him explain himself. Why, why were you in the Dungeon Doom all this time? And why are you now... Oh, this, no, no, this, we got this... we got Hogan sent him there as a spy. A spy in the camp, and that's all we've that's got. That's all we got? Yep. Some, some, some theory that the comms team had. Yeah, it's not yeah. been confirmed by anyone. And then now he's the most powerful fucking <laughs> dominant babyface they've got, and that's it. No one's told us anything. And no one's questioning it. Yep, oh, spot on. Me up. And why aren't the dungeon? <laughs> why are we on this? Why aren't the dungeon fucking out here now? Yeah. Trying to like get revenge on this this traitor, yeah. this 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 traitor, yeah, yeah. this motherfucker, yeah. who's led them all for fools. Yeah, the booty man was uh was out last well the, the night uh, the night prior wasn't he with the frying pan? So you'd you'd think <laughs> the uh, the dungeon of doom would be right after even him, for that yeah. exactly. Never mind yeah, the fact yeah. he was a spy in the camp for a year. Yeah, or whatever that's just two yeah. two solid reasons. Yeah. He's yeah. he's a traitor to the dungeon of doom. Yeah, spying he's on cost, him all the time. Yeah, he's cost him the victory the night before. And he's, yeah, and he's, he's armed Hogan and Savage with the most potent weapons in known to man, the frying pan. So, <laughs> surely they're out for blood here, the dungeon. Completely, completely agree. Anyway, this is a simple squash as Booty's nitro win streak continues and he seals the victory with the high knee. The Booty, babe. <laughs> She's speaking to people who are reassessing their career choices. She, when, he, when he's... Kissed her ear, abusing his God. power. God. She is, in that moment, reassessed her career. Choices. Honestly. So, formerly Kimberly the Diamond Doll, then joins at ringside so Booty can give her a celebratory snog before they go back into the locker room. Anyway, absolute shite. Cobblers, let's move on. To the best music in Monday Nitro. <laughs> 
I mean, there was, there was a lass on the front Man. row that was going mental, and I, I just, I just getting the same vibes that would surely coming from your living room, Jim, when the uh, <laughs> when the American Males music hit. I was singing along. Tours were tapping at that point. Unbelievable, worst thing I've ever dancing. heard. Shocking. <laughs> well, yes. Following that, we've got another comedy masterclass from the improbable comic genius that is Lex Luger, who's you know he seems to have been hiding beneath some of the world's worst promos, but. As we say, he's he's here alongside his uh, his tag team partner Sting, nice but dim, to defend the tag belts against worst music in the business, the American males, Marcus Alexander Bagwell and Scotty Riggs. Right, just just let me stop you though, Steve. Like, uh, <laughs> so so last night at this Chicago street fight, like we heard that the winning team, the participants on the winning team, so it was Booker T in this instance would get his tag team. Yep, Harlem Heat would get. A shot at the title. So why the hell did the American males jump in front of the in front of the key? Like, what's going on? Literally the next night. Like, insane. It's insane. No logic. The whole thing. Mental. That probably won't be talked about until like the next pay per view. You'll just get you know yeah. Harlem Heat springing yeah. up in in a title so shot. Right. Spot on. You're so right. Yeah, it's true. Shambles. Total shambles. Lex and Stinger out second with Luger flexing and posing to the crowd a little longer than his tag partner meaning that he ends up following Sting down the gangway, which provides him the opportunity for a cracking bit of comedy. So Lex is sullen and moody, looking uh, upon crowd members with disdain and avoiding high fives and pats on the back, until <laughs> Sting turns round when he exuberantly starts beaming, high-fiving for all his worth, right up until <laughs> Sting turns away again, and then he's grumpy as fuck again and hates the crowd. Well played again, Lex. Absolutely brilliant. Why has no one done this before? Superb. Anyway, into the action we go. Riggs and Lucas start off in the ring, and after a couple of the best drop kicks in the biz, I warrant, and a back body drop to boot, Luger, on the receiving end of all of them, gets annoyed and starts roughhousing Riggs in response. Then, attacking the apron-based Bagwell, who ends up dragging him outside in response, uh, the two brawl a bit until Sting extricates his partner from the situation and calms things down, before Luger checks out in a real stroppy teenager mode, and tags in the Stinger. The story of the match is basically that Bagwell was trained by Sting, so there's lots of respect travelling in both directions there. Bischoff says, they both know each other like a book. Eh? (laughs) (laughs) What? Uh, Anyway, the two lock up and have a pretty entertaining, (laughs) if not exactly surprising, entanglement, which sees Bagwell get the better of his former master a couple of times, getting a nod of appreciation from Sting after a back body drop that seems to to inflict some damage, before Sting's experience pays off and he plants two scoop slams that gets an acknowledging thumbs up and head nod from Bagwell before he brings in Riggs. Lex is then brought back in, and here's where the respect ends. Lex flips after getting double teamed as Bagwell's brought back in, and he absolutely unloads on Marcus right in front of Sting. His true colours come out and he brawls and batters the American male, which Sting doesn't like the look of at all. Into the finish and after another Stinger scoop slam attempt is reversed into a small package that gets a near fall, Bagwell and Luger enter to defend and break up the pin respectively. Bagwell's haymaker knocks Lex right to the outside as he retreats to the apron, but Sting manages to land a crossbody block that surprisingly gets him and Lex the win. Bagwell sees the pin attempt too soon, though, and has to dither on the apron 
when he had an age stood watching it. to get stood him watching to bring it. it up, didn't he? Just yeah, terrible. It looked terrible. shocking. He sort of went for it, and they went, "No, I can't, because I'll make it too soon." No, no, I can't. Oh fuck, no! Nah, I've balls that hold up. Anyway, quickly move on, and Lex again celebrates like he single-handedly won the Super Bowl, holding <laughs> all of the belts aloft, including Sting's, uh, on the gangway. As Sting demands his own belt back, and then he goes back still in the ring, uh, to hold both of the American males' hands aloft in acknowledgement. So I hated all that with them. when like, they were doing oh, it's the... grim, in it? It's oh, so yeah. shitty, wanky crap, in it? It should be, if anyone's doing any shit, mugging it, kind of acting, it's just got to be the master, and it? It's got to be Luger. you got to leave it, Luger. It shows how good he is at it, with, with them free trying, and the absolute garbage. Couldn't you know do I mean? it. You're so right. You're so right. The giant makes his way to the leave ring Leave it next. to Luger. It's <laughs> <laughs> a decent segment. Sorry. I mean, it is from now on. Now on, we're gonna we're gonna incorporate that. That's great. This Luger. has been a transformation, hasn't it, for Luger? Oh, genuinely staggering. Like, and week on week, it gets better. Each yeah, week, I think it's gonna like. We, I think it's we gonna were fall. Slate, we yeah. were slating him early doors. Early and rightly so. Oh, rightly yeah, of course, so. it was right. It was yeah. it was deserved. But this has been <laughs> this has been a, a superb transformation. <laughs> he dropped. Liam, you mentioned it last week, and just, when I listened to it back, it cracked me up when you said <laughs> dropping the coins. No, Sonic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> couldn't even, couldn't even do it loaded fist. I can't believe couldn't it. Couldn't even hold be... on, hold on to a fucking stack of coins, and it's somebody couldn't even do it. Yeah. Do you remember when he was just hiding his hand behind his back, and then now we're getting this. <laughs> We're getting this comedy genius <laughs> on a weekly basis. Like, it's like when Sonic gets hit. It's like when Dr. Robotnik yeah. lands a fucking <laughs> lands a blow. What, a, what an amazing transformation. It wasn't even that long ago, was it, really, no, if you think about no, it? Obviously, it was for us because the, the kind of period of time that we do these in, but it was, it was we're talking about, what, yeah. two months in it's, real time? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's been remarkable, genuinely remar- remarkable. So good. The giant makes his way to the ring next, flanked by Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. The Dungeon of Doom member is challenging Flair for the WCW World Heavyweight title. The Nature Boy arrives with Woman and Miss Elizabeth, with the latter throwing away dollar bills, which the comms team says macho's money. Woman helps her out, and in the, <laughs> and in the back of the shot, Macho, a livid, understandably so, Macho one arrives, being restrained by a group of people, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And there's Eddie Guerrero! He's still on! He's still on the <laughs> roster! There's Eddie Guerrero! <laughs> With my exact response. Woman throws some money at Macho right in his face, and Savage is carted off to the back. Woman, incidentally, is here and all night, and continues to be, as ever, once again, superb. In the ring, the ref raises the belt to the crowd, and the two what is, women sorry, exit. sorry, what is is Savage? What is he livid about here, though? The fact that he's, the fact that he's been, you know, kind of mugged off in this way, or his money's being given away. Is it? Is it because it wasn't comms? They kept telling us she's messing with his bank account, messing yeah. with his bank account. So is is it he livid because she's giving my cash away? Or is it is it just the effrontery of it all? And that that's what I thought. That the cash. I thought it was the cash. Because that was a kind of like trigger for when the when Mr. as if he was like hanging fire right behind the curtain, going, "I'm just gonna see what they do," and then cash came out, and he's like, "Right, I've got to stop." Right, you know, I've got things to pay for. Correct, right? Although, if you did, did anyone look to see what the bills were? Because I did. 
What were they? They were one dollar yeah. bills. So it was yeah. about forty dollars being thrown around here, which I don't think Macho Man on his contract really needs to be that bothered about. But nonetheless, you know, and also petrol money. That's well, I mean, sure, but but also as a face. Huge fan favorite. This is this is why I was thinking if he was bothered about the money. This is, surely this he'd surely, rather yeah. his members of his adoring fan base get a couple of dollars rather than Miss Elizabeth have it. You know what I mean? He can't get it either way. So it's not like he's good. Like wasn't like if he wasn't restrained, he wouldn't have got there and then started picking them dollar bills up, stuffed it down his trunks and legged it back in the back, would he? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't the intention. But I was just thinking again, like being being a bit of a skinflint isn't exactly the most the, the biggest babyface trait you can imagine, is it? Certainly not for forty three dollars. Scrooge was never over, was he? <laughs> Scrooge never started Christmas Carol over. Top guy, Scrooge. <laughs> Scrooge McDuck, famously the most hated in the entire cartoon series. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I think they got that wrong. But nevertheless, couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. Anyway, so the two women exit the ring as Flair and Giant square up, and this looks like a pointless exercise as Giant is about Flair's height when he's on his knees. With a huge one-handed push, Flair is sent flying across the ring, and he heads outside. Missed, to sorry, me. sorry, again, I keep putting in. I keep putting no, in, but you've, you've missed. You've missed. God, again. When I said I had my favorite bit coming, it was actually in this match. This, this would this be. I guess it would be. Yeah. No. Oh no. There's right. something else, but I did really love this bit too. <laughs> did you see at the start, just after all the money had been given out? Yeah. And it happened further up the gangway than what, yeah. it, <laughs> like close to the ring. So when they got close to the ring. This guy obviously didn't get any money, and he has he shouted something at the two girls, yeah, a woman I, I, and, I and Elizabeth, and he's he's like, I don't know, he's, he, I, what do you call him? He's called like slut or something. I did. He shouted some some term, some horrendous. I think, horrend, it, was, like, I think it was slut. Insult. Yeah, yeah, wow. some insult, so, some slur at the at the at the, at the ladies, and Flair. It's like spun like 90 degrees to stare <laughs> at this guy and like he's giving him the daggers but we can obviously see the back of Flair's head I presume he's giving him the yeah. daggers and then um, you can see the two lads in the crowd and Flair is staring at the wrong guy and he's like <laughs> <laughs> looking, he's looking at the guy who didn't say anything he's just filming <laughs> on, his, on his video camera and then like <laughs> the guy shits himself and straight away just kind of goes and points, <laughs> points to the man next to him. Was him? Was it me? Was it me? Was it me? I, made, I missed that. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, he probably does. Hold on, just does anything he can to get out of trouble. It's so oh, good. incredible. Brilliant. Amazing. Superb. Crowd interaction. Can't beat it. That's great. So Flair, thrown across the ring. Uh, he's outside to, to, to regroup for a, for a bit. And then he gets back in, and then a few Flair shoulder blocks completely fail. He just bounces off the giant, and he resorts to a chop but this then just incenses the giant off we go. He gets press slammed for his, you know, actions from about 18 feet in the air in response. And again, Flair is in trouble here. He rolls out the ring and starts crawling on his belly away from the giant, round to his two valets. Hilarious. But Flair continues past them and tries to escape to the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was brilliant. But Giants having none of it, obviously, with the title on the line. He clambers out, picks up Flair in a fireman's carry, and then heads back to the ring. Flair chops Giant a few times when he's then back in, but, but Giant no-sells. And the champ then begins his cowardly sliding away on his ass. Please, no, no, sketch. It doesn't work. Giant suplexes Flair looked incredible, and Flair is really struggling. 
an Irish whip into the corner for, for the flare up and over spot then uh, happens next. But instead of taking a clothesline on the apron as he normally does, the Nature Boy scampers up to the adjacent turnbuckle and then tries a diving crossbody from the top rope. Almost inevitably, he's caught in midair and a big backbreaker, rib breaker follows and it has Flair in a world of trouble. Giant goes for a ridiculous, pointless splash into the corner. This is my favourite bit. This was it. Absolutely <laughs> insane. He is going at at least 100 miles an hour and he dives in such a way that if Flair was there, best case, he'd have decapitated him. Worst case, Flair would have slightly ducked and he'd have gone over anyway. Absolutely <laughs> insane. It's like a train. It's like a freight train. What it was is the precautions he, he took. It was the precautions he took to miss. If if there were six <laughs> Ric Flairs lined up, he would have missed all of them. He would have missed all of them. How far did he go? He leapt. <laughs> this was insane. I mean, it the, was absolutely crazy. The athleticism is staggering. But anytime I see any of this shit, all I can picture is the Undertaker watching in a locker room and just shaking his head, scowling at him, going, "You're cutting your career short, mate." I thought you were. I thought you were going to say all you could picture is, is a washing machine rolling out of control <laughs> down down a steep hill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that too, of course. Amazing. <laughs> oh, mental, absolutely mental. What are you doing here, giant? Anyway, this gives Flair an opportunity, and he seizes it. So, with his managers distracting the ref, Flair takes some cord from his trunks and wraps it around the giant's neck, choking him out behind the ref's back. Two thumbs to the eyes, drop giant to his knees, and then the two trade strikes now that they're on a level. It's actually a really nice spot, the fact that giant on his knees, he and Flair actually can tee off on one another now they're, you know, matched. Um, another ref distract, and Flair runs up and punts the giant's magic beans right up to the top of the beanstalk. And giant <laughs> is now in real serious trouble himself. Flair and Miss Elizabeth distract the ref as woman sneaks round to choke the giant with a cord from ringside, but only after shouting at giant to lie down as he's half leaning up and it, doing so, taking himself way out of reach. He immediately and comically and obviously obliges by, like, playing dead. <laughs> Look ridiculous. And then she's able to choke him and, you know, off we go with a spot. Just crackers. Poor, poor woman. She deserves better than this. Uh, Flair inexplicably then heads up top once again to feed the top rope press slam spot that happens every time. Giant and slowly... Can I, jump, can I, can I jump in there for a second, course. Steve? <laughs> Only on the back of, I was watching... Um... <clears throat> Do you know the Broken Skull sessions on the uh, network? Mm -hmm. And it was the one where the Big Show is on and, and uh, Austin and, and Big Show, they're talking about the uh, the Nitro days and he's on about the times when he has to press slam Ric Flair. <laughs> uh, and I, I watched it a couple of uh, a couple of days before I watched this Nitro episode. Apparently every time he, he goes and puts Ric Flair in, in the air, uh, Ric Flair like, grabs onto his hair really like viciously. So like you can't keep him up there for too long. <laughs> So, no, so knowing that and then watching yeah. like when Fleur's up in the air, you can actually see him doing it. So moving forward now, I just have a look. It's like a little shithouse move from uh, Fleur, so he's not like That's kept amazing. in the air for too long. He's, he's proper like grabbing onto onto a giant's hair. Wow, I've never even clocked that. That's amazing. I will, uh, yeah. He was saying like even, he, obviously like he played this kind of like shithouse in character, but he but didn't still. want to give you too much of the like, yeah. you know, the, the chance to, to, to show off against him kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, so he's, he's proper like, 
grabbing a big big handful of her though when he's in the press line position. Amazing. All oh, on his terms. That's fantastic. Yeah, I missed that. Well, there you go. Um, that's phenomenal. Giant then slowly applies and teases and then applies the choke, leading to a fantastic looking fall away choke slam. But this sends Miss Elizabeth and Woman right into the ring, distracting the ref, and they are almost immediately followed by Arn Anderson with a chair who plants Giant's back. And following just after him, the hapless Taskmaster, who grabs the chair off Arn for no reason at all. I mean, I know the idea was to stop him hitting him again, but he was, wasn't even gesturing to do so. Um, and as he does this, Giant turns round to see who's hit him, and he thinks it's old Yeller. Double A hilariously points to Taskmaster as Giant does so too, nodding along like a naughty kid who's somehow gotten away with it. Giant chokeslams Taskmaster from about 15 feet in the air and Anderson is pissing himself. But then Giant rounds on him and Anderson gets the same treatment. Absolute domination from Giant and rightly so given his size and athleticism. Jimmy Hart heads into the ring to protest the carnage as Giant slopes off into the locker room, leaving a trail of destruction in his wake. Back to the comms team as the match is ruled a no contest and Heenan says Double A is teaming up with Taskmaster next week to take on the Booty Man and Hulk Hogan. Oh, God. And he says he's not sure how this is going to work. I mean, Millhouse's dad, to quote Jim, is not even making the... uh, (laughs) is not even making Hogan's team anymore, is he? (laughs) <laughs> He's been booted out in favour of the booty man. The booty man. Shocking. Unbelievable. And with that, we are out. So that was WCW Monday Nitro. Let's find out what we all made of it. What would make us want to tune in next time? And what turned us off quicker than a Netflix and chill text from JR? (laughs) (laughs) He wants to kick off the Nitro (laughs) Ratings Builder. Caught me off guard, that. Um, I'll go first. Uh, Builders builders for me this week. Uh, I've got to acknowledge him. Um, this week, comedy Lex is having a superb couple <laughs> yeah. of episodes. Is Lex this change up in character is working for me? Yeah, absolutely loved it when he was high fiving the uh, fans <laughs> when Sting was looking and then scowling at them when uh, when Sting turned his back. It's absolute so comedy good. genius here at the so moment. Simple. Just something so small as well. You know, he was trying too hard, wasn't he? When he was trying to, we said didn't we? One week he was a face kind of thing, and the next week I think it was messing him up a little bit but this uh, this snide little comedy thing he's got going is, uh, is superb so Comedy Lex is straight at the top of the builders <laughs> list Brilliant couldn't agree more I'm uh, 100% in agreement with Liam he's the, uh, Luke is the best thing on the show without a shadow of doubt yeah. and as we've as we always say as we've said for weeks now we've maligned him countless times and uh, <laughs> he's he's fully turned it around so um, yeah best thing for me best builder Lex Luger doing did, did a superb job as in his, uh, his kind of being the shit house, two faced little weasel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, spot on. Same for me. One broken record, but yeah, couldn't couldn't agree more. Um, one more to add. No Hogan. Yeah, I put yeah, that, I, that. I, I got that down as well. <laughs> Great, I thought you would. I mean, he needed a breather from you know going up over against eleven people the, the night before. <laughs> so 
much needed break, and we, yeah. we got no we got no cobblers on the mic either at the end, did we? Oh, just, how much of a how much of a change was that? A nice change just oh. going off uh, off air, and there's no there's no bollocks being spouted by all good. So refreshing. So refreshing. I bet you that was part of the, the that was part of the argument though. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. like Savage. All right, so, all right, fine. Savage can have the pin at the pay per view, but I'm not doing nitro the next night. <laughs> yeah, I'll get a day that, off that, as a result. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yep, I'll buy that. Can totally see it. Oh man. I um, also had the uh, brilliant misunderstanding with uh, the fans. The fan and the and flair and the in point of thing was class. I love that. I'd, I'd tune it again if I if if I ever knew so that was going to happen. That I'm going to go back and watch it. I'm going to go back and watch it. That sounds great. Yeah, he saw his ass big time. <laughs> Very good. Just a, just a, a little bit of acknowledgement for the Belfast Bruiser. He's got the worst attire in the game. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I do like this like uh, this grappler style he's got. He, he had yeah. a, he had a decent contest with uh, Regal the night before and. The, the the com scene commented on like you know Regal picking up an injury from that how much they were they, they were both pouring into that and he he, uh, he went up against Savage here Melhouse's dad um, <laughs> and then put on a decent show so I wouldn't, I wouldn't be against seeing a little bit more of uh, the Belfast Bruiser no me too me too um, one last one from me woman I think she gets you know I think seeing Miss Elizabeth next to her as well gives you a real basis for comparison um, and. God love her, Miss Elizabeth doesn't offer anything at all. But woman, brilliant. She does the the you know. Uh, I the thought sh- she had some quality in the play with her. I know I know you were um, painting them out to be some kind of pervert earlier. Mean Jean. Oh, it's great. Some quality it? in the play. So great good. back and forth for Mean So Jean. good. A pair of them knew what they were doing. Executed it brilliantly. Yeah. Unhand me, woman. Unhand me, woman. I know what a line. Unhand me, woman. So so good. No, the whole thing. Yeah, she's she's brilliant. She just she's she's got it all. You know what I mean? Like she should be a much bigger part of this. She's great. She's so good. Okay, time for the ultimate builder pick. Then, lads, who are what are we going for? Comedy Lex for me. Comedy Lex for me. Comedy Lex for me. The sweep. Next, Luca. Well deserved. Consistent. Persistent. Finally got there. It's about time he's won the ultimate build. He's, he's been it close is. the past couple of weeks. Well done. Well, he's completed the turn. He's completed the turnaround. Well done, Lex Luger. I'm sure it'll mean a lot to him, whatever he is. <laughs> 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 so they were the builders, but what about the killers? What are we going for, lads? I'm going. I'm going. Obviously, I've expressed my disdain towards this in in a in great detail already. I won't say much more than the booty man. <laughs> versus Disco Inferno slash the push of the booty man. Yeah. Criminal. Yeah. Sold. Has there, been, has there been a worse gimmick in wrestling than this? It's one of these two that were in this match, yeah. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. It's getting to the point now where I'd rather watch Disco Inferno than, than see any more of the booty man, honestly. Yeah. That, that, yeah. It's, it's, it's like diabolical. Still, I'm still seething over the Arn Anderson burial last week. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Not, that's not sitting pretty with me, but... No. I just can't tolerate this 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 gimmick now. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Any more killers? I'll put forward. Uh, I've did I did mention this uh, during the run through, but Conan. Um, I think. Yeah, he's not being great, has he? Yeah, he's is this. There's too much stiffness during the, during the uh, during a match, and as I said, it, it does remind me of the Armour Johnson kind of effect on Raw. Yeah, like great, great physically, but doesn't have that chemistry in the ring at the moment, and. 
if you're working with Eddie Guerrero and you're still coming up looking short, you know what I mean? It's red flag moment for me. So, Conan, Conan's on the uh, killers list. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree with that. Um, yeah, you, you saw it with the chemistry. He's he's not had any chemistry with anyone yet so far. And that's crackers because he's been in the ring with some decent people. So, yeah, it's bomb. I've got another one as well. I've, I'm putting the macho man forward. Uh, he's looking more like the Nacho man every passing moment. <laughs> night, he's, he's getting his, his, his ass absolutely kicked on a weekly basis. I don't know what the, uh, the, the thinking at the moment, but he is, uh, he is Millhouse's dad, as Jim would put it. Yeah, he, he is. <laughs> Kirk Van Outen. Yeah. Sleeps born. in a race car bed. <laughs> <laughs> So go on then. What are we? Uh, what are we going for for our uh, ultimate killer pick? Got to be uh, the booty man's push for me. But Flair's run him close. Fair. Yeah, the, the the booty man for me. If you're coming up, if you if you're topping Disco Inferno on an episode, then you've got to be the ultimate ultimate killer. <laughs> I cannot and will not argue with that. was Nitro, but what about Raw? Over to the Raw Rundown to find out. And we are not live, as we're still in the Freeman Coliseum (laughs) in San Antonio, Texas. Three weeks. We're never leaving for another (laughs) pre-taped Monday Night Raw, the go-home show, as we head into WrestleMania 12. No wonder it's a fucking Iron Man match. It's the first time these fuckers have worked in about a month. Anyway, (laughs) we get straight into it. No messing about here as we head into Mania. And it's good news for fans of Westerns as we're getting straight underway with Leaf Cassidy and the Heartbreak Kid. Nice. Thanks. But I doubt we'll be escaping to Bolivia for a shootout at the end of tonight's broadcast. Laugh insert here, please. HBK is making his way to the ring with a camcorder, a bit weird, and he's filming the crowd (laughs) on click cam. I don't know why, it's unexplained. Leaf Cassidy, the better half of the new rockers, has an obsequious <laughs> superfan gimmick. So keeps applauding HBK's every move, motion, action, etc. HBK, before we get underway though, grabs the mic and uh, introduces Super Sock. <laughs> Hadn't heard that before. Jose <laughs> Lothario, who's here to be special guest referee. Oh no, hang on, no, he's, he's just he's just made an odd sartorial choice and he's wearing a very 90s striped shirt that looks absolutely loaded like a ref shirt what's he doing the who, moron like, who's thought pairing these two was, was a good idea they're sort of the opposite aren't they one's, a, like a, one's a doing his magic mic gimmick the other's <laughs> fucking just a standard granddad a Mexican granddad a Mexican granddad out. Mexican granddad is exactly correct who's put it, these together not a clue it, it's, 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 it was a good idea on paper I think um, but in practice, Christ, he's, he's down here, his old Lothario with a white and black 
and white and dark maroon and white and dark green stripes that look for all the world, especially from Rosehead in the arena, like a fucking ref's outfit. And anyways, he, he comes out also to HBK's music. I mean, yeah, weird. better at least than some culturally insensitive Mexican generic cobblers. You know what I mean? Got bought the mariachi <laughs> band for him. <laughs> as his granddad walks out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think I'm hot. I know I'm sexy. <laughs> 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 exactly. Unbelievable. It doesn't work with all the pleather, it turns out. Um, but it, 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 it totally right. It, it, it's a old man. <laughs> anyway, as he's wandering down the ring, old Jose, a I mean, beaming his lass. His surname is Lothario, though, so. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, it does work. Super sock. Um, uh, and, and as he's making his way to the ring, a beaming lass in the crowd gets a close up reaction shot, uh, which prompts Lawler without even a tenth of a second beat to exclaim, Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> and I know it's terrible, and I am ashamed to say it, but I lost it. <laughs> Half a second, yikes! He's terrified. <laughs> she just had, she had lots of teeth. Let's just let's leave it there. Super Sock, a nickname, by the way, he got for his super powerful punch when he was a boxer prior to his wrestling career rather than any magical items of clothing he may have been wearing under his wrestling boots, gets on the mic and says that HBK is going to win the title at WrestleMania 12 and bring it back to San Antonio, which is great, except HBK on the mic has just said the exact same fucking thing about Jeez, 10 granddad. seconds prior. <laughs> <laughs> but at least he did it quicker. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> oh, oh. Really, really playing up to the granddad stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> also, did you hear what he said at the start? I've got a few things to say, and then said just one thing, which is the exact same thing that HBK had just said. And then he hands the mic over, and we're, we're on. We yeah. just needed him to get the Werther's originals, else then we did. <laughs> Lost Werther's originals. <laughs> oh, Christ. Oh, shocking. Absolutely shocking, the whole thing. Anyway. After some over-the-top handshaking from the future El Snow, uh, he and HBK finally get into it. How many versions of this of, of pre-El Snow have we seen? I know I said this before we started recording, but how many fucking... This is wild. Thousands. Thousands. Yeah. This, this is literally the third incarnation. Yeah, like, in, yeah. Avatar, yeah, Shinobi. Avatar. Shinobi, then, that was it. And Leaf Cassidy now, yeah. Yeah. Fucking hell. That, that's in what? How? Th- three months? Two months? Six yeah, weeks? A couple of months, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. a couple of months, yeah. yeah. No, it's Fucking bonkers. Hell. Absolutely bonkers. Um so yeah, so his his um his, his gimmick is that he's he's a he's a geek and he's you know, he's really celebratory of his opponent and and just loves what HBK's doing and loves the cut of his jib and vociferously shakes his hand, etc. Um so yes, uh, they tie up in the corner and no sooner have they started that uh, Bret Hart uh, returns the favour from the other week where HBK came out and, and walked in on, on his match and does the same. He makes his way to the to, to, to ringside and at this point Lawler shits himself and tells Vince that he's just remembered he's left his car's lights on and makes a quick exit. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, HBK applauds the hitman's arrival in ring, match going on, bizarre, in an apparent bit of Leaf Cassidy gimmick infringement. <laughs> and appears just as sincere as the new rocker does as he does so. Brett takes up position at, at the uh, the ringside announce table with a handshake from Vince, and both Vince and Brett agree that the champion is here 
for a bird's eye view from beneath the mat level just to get the nitpickers back up once more. This is the second time now, and right, possibly the second time in this very arena where where someone's because <laughs> yeah. Diesel fucked you up, didn't yeah. he? A couple of weeks yeah, ago, correct? Diesel. Yep. Nobody diesel knows the bird's eye view. Yeah, nobody knows what that that cliche means in WWF. Clearly, no. it's widespread. That's three people now. Unless the bird is an emu, or another yeah. flightless bird, a chicken, a chicken, right? It would work for that, but then you would have to specify because you'd have to say a chicken's eye view. That's not making the cut. Don't worry, we'll get on with it. The action gets underway in earnest, and, well, it's a cracking mania warm-up for HBK. He and Cassidy are flying around 100 miles an hour and putting on a Lucha Libre-inspired showcase. Brett says he'll counter HBK's speed in their 60-minute Ironman match at WrestleMania by pounding Michaels into the dirt for an hour straight. Fair enough. Off the ropes, Cassidy lands a sit-out powerbomb as he sort of falls backwards. And it looks absolutely cracking because he's off balance as he lands it. Um, uh, but this just seems to make it more dynamic and impressive. Uh, that, you know, and it is impressive and all the more impressive that the two lads managed to pull it off so well. But you could see he was just off balance. The fact they still land it very nicely indeed, yeah. I think, speaks to both of them doing it well, doesn't it? I mean, I, I thought Cassidy botched that a little bit. I thought he stumbled and yeah. HBK did his best to... Protect himself before he landed on his head. Um, but it wouldn't be the first time, would it, for uh, Correct. Mr. Snow? He shouldn't be tagging with a top guy like Marty Jannetty. He's a fucking clown. <laughs> Cassidy. Outrageous. Liam, I'd want to the years to one, add one, one mention to the scoreboard. We'll see how many more we get. And then another interruption as Leaf Cassidy's partner right on cue, Jim. Yes, and the nitpicker's idol, Marty Gennetti, heads Business to ringside. Two, and I promise I am not just saying this to wind Jim up, absolute fucking crickets from the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> they could not give a hoot. It was like it was like I had arrived and was walking down a ringside. No, what you don't understand. What you don't understand is what you don't understand is right. This is where you're making a mistake. Is because it's gonna have to be good. Do you know how they're always piping noise in? They're always piping noise in. Booze for the for the heels and that. Yes, of course. You know, cheers for this. Obviously, the crowd have gone wild, and (laughs) they didn't want it to seem like you know. With the WrestleMania main event around the corner, yes. they've already brought out Bret Hart and they've got Shawn Michaels in the ring. I see. So they didn't want to make it seem like, oh, the fucking biggest star we've got is this guy. So right. they've, they've done the opposite of piping the noise out. They have they have killed the noise. They, 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 they've they, killed they, it. Right, I see, I see. Yeah. They, they, it's, they, obvious, they, it's obvious to me what's happened. There. Fair, that, okay, well, that, that makes more sense. I mean, it's impressive for, for them to have access to, to 1996 era um, CGI that also means that the crowd don't move. <laughs> yes, well, that that to me, I think they might have just been going, yeah, without, you know, jumping up and down. I the see. They were, they it's were... obvious. I think it's obvious that <laughs> that's <happened. Fair. laughs> On that point, I want to say, even the people <laughs> at ringside who usually just try and get a high five from the rest of <laughs> don't even bother getting out of their seats. In all, in all, in all They've never seen a star like that before. Understood. That it's it's so obvious. I can't believe you're missing all these things. I mean, I was all set to try and make up some stuff to try and wind up with a picker up. And I thought, that's worse than I would have even <laughs> dared to invent. <laughs> Nobody, even Janetti, even Janetti seems to clock it. He sort of does a 
Come on! <laughs> when the camera looks on him, and he only thinks the camera's cut away. He's like, oh, fuck it. It's just... <laughs> oh, it was, it was. We know what's happening here. He's, he's not long for this world. Um, no, I can't be right. <laughs> um, anyway, it's not just me saying it. Brett buries Ginetti further still and has a dig at the booking at the same time, which seems to make both he and Vince genuinely laugh as he says, it's like soup. This is unprompted. It's like soup. You just keep adding to it, you know. I thought it was enough that I was out here. And then he cracks up. Vince does too, in spite of himself. And off we go to a break. When we come back, we see that Michaels has been busted wide open and Cassidy lands a lovely suplex and follows up with a rear chin lock. Some Pinfall ping-pong then follows, but neither gets a three-count. Then a weird botch occurs. Leaf has HBK up for a powerbomb, but he looks sort of back first behind him to check proximity to the ropes to make sure that HBK can reach them with his feet, which he can. But then, as he <laughs> falls backwards a bit, HBK isn't sort of able to really capture the ropes with his feet and support himself. So Cassidy just sort of drops and the two crumple into a heap. Looks risky for both lads, but especially HBK who sort of lands on his neck. And Vince lets out a really loud, oh no, which seems to suggest he could, right in front of his eyes, see pay-per-view buys disappearing at the prospect of a cobbled together Bret Hart versus Leaf Cassidy Iron Man match backup plan. <laughs> Cassidy's back up though and stomping HB, HBK um, but he does give him time to recover in doing so uh, he then puts him up to the top of the turnbuckle and lands a huge superplex elevated to the big leagues old Leafy and Brett actually comments and laughs and says well that's, that's my move and I expect Sean to be seeing that come Wrestlemania I wrote this how much chew is Michael's having with Leaf Cassidy this <laughs> Iron Man match no, I couldn't believe it it's going to be 18-0 to Bret Hart, isn't it? If, he, if he was fucking... He's having this much bother against Leaf fucking cast. He's, he's bleeding. Claret. <laughs> Leaf Cassidy. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Oh, man. It's, like the book, it's like the booking team have watched uh, Uncensored and, and, and you've seen that <laughs> the Booty Man and DDP have gone 16 minutes and all kinds of like, oh, we'll raise you that, we'll, we'll cut HBK and, and we'll, go, we'll go toe-to-toe with Leaf Cassidy. It was just oh, insane. Absolutely bonkers, you're sure, right? You're sure, right? getting claret. Oh, man. It's Leaf Cassidy. The guy who got fucking Brian Walsh over a couple of months ago. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who's never gone over like a minute and a half in both of these matches. <laughs> fucking hell. Oh dear. Anyway, so after this uh, this superplex, Leaf goes for the same spot again, and Brett says on comms that it's a mistake to go for the same move twice. And sure enough, HBK reverses and throws Cassidy to the canvas with a god buster from the top turnbuckle, but without leaving the position himself. So he stays up there, and he follows this up with a diving clothesline. Both lads now are down as Ginetti at ringside looks on bored. <laughs> <laughs> before HBK lands an atomic drop. Then a botched inverted atomic drop as Cassidy thinks he's going to be flapjacked. So sort of sends his momentum up top and yeah. over the top of Michaels' head. And HBK's legs give way, trying to kind of arrest and reverse the rocker's momentum. Doesn't work. And not HBK's fault. It was another Cassidy moment. Or mis miscommunication moment at best. But Cassidy is the heel. He's calling this, isn't he? So you know what I mean? You've got to blame him. 
can't he can't be calling this. <laughs> uh, he, he seemed to though. I I checked and he watched it. He was he was calling spots. He was dotting his head. I mean, unless be. he was just unless he was just apologising as he did. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I'm so sorry, Sean. I won't do it again. I won't do it again. I'm so sorry. That's the meat. Could have been that. Um, <laughs> uh, after this, HBK mounts a bit of a bit of a comeback and strikes ensue. Uh, a huge Irish whip sends Cassidy. Uh, to the corner, and it sounds like the 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 the, the ring post was going to pop off from the ring because it just pinged as he flew into it. He really fucking super sold this, and I mean, quite right, he's in there with, you know, the soon to be champion. Fair enough. Um, HBK then runs the ropes to follow up with some kind of move from this, but Marty Jannetty steps in and trips him, and Brett on com says, "Well, now that bothers me," and up he gets. Ginetti then holds HBK to the turnbuckle by grabbing the back of his tights and making Michaels moon the crowd. We don't get five minutes peace on Raw without seeing HBK's arse, do we? You know what I mean? Or at least him teasing cock and balls or something. Like, we just, you just can't get on with it. You know what I mean? Every time, once an episode, it's like, oh, HBK's going to strip. And I'm like, I, I, I don't need that. I really don't need it. Every episode. This time, Ginetti's at fault, which is why the nitpickers keeping quiet but well no no what I was about to add was this was the really interesting thing about the match because obviously Ginetti's role was a limited one but we did see didn't we just how you know how kind of vice like how kind of you know his cast iron grip so he's grabbed all of Michael's tights with just one hand <laughs> it looked really easy for Michael to get away I didn't know where that was going I but didn't quite until far too late once Ginetti puts that, that once he locks that grip in that hold it's just so like I say, cast iron, you just kind of break How it. has he turned him derobing HBK into a... <laughs> it was, it, into a genetic so fluffing? <laughs> <laughs> just one uh, hand, he just held him there. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> Brett then steps in, finally, to fend off Ginetti. Um, Cassidy... Is steaming towards the uh, he, as he's as far as he's aware, stricken HBK and then goes for the Bronco Buster but misses, and HBK then plants a super kick to get himself the victory in response. Uh, Sean then storms out of the ring almost immediately to confront Marty, needlessly aggressively shoving Brett out of the way as he does so. Brett still squaring up with Janetti, having told him to stop derobing Sean. And the two mania opponents then square up themselves until Super Sock comes and calms things down and Brett returns and Brett returns to the comms table to tell Vince that sometimes you don't get any gratitude, but that although he's got a lot of respect for HBK, he's got no choice but to go to WrestleMania and pound him into the dirt for 60 minutes once more. After a break, we're in the ring with Aldo Montoya, a.k.a. Just Incredible, who's got some sweet ring apron-based Catherine Wheel pyro behind him. He's wearing his yellow wrestling mask and matching tights, and he's here to challenge the Ultimate Warriors WrestleMania opponent, Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Who, sorry? <laughs> you said it wrong. King was doing it this week as well, so I think this is our thing that they have to do. The ultimate warrior, they have to... Sorry, I thought you meant I, genuinely, genuinely. No, sorry. no, you said, you said it right, you said sorry. normally, but you didn't I th- say I thought it for a second. No, 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 I thought for a second there, I had mispronounced Hunter Hurst Helmsley, and I was looking back <laughs> panicking, going like, did I say Hurst Hunter Helmsley? I've, I've... No, no, no. Sorry. Was, you, you didn't say the patented sorry. WWF uh, pronunciation of... The ultimate warrior. Sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll do better next time. 
The pre-game makes his entrance with another brand new blonde bombshell valet, who he necks off within the ring and then dismissively waves her away once her back's turned. Top quality horrific heel behaviour, what a twat, well played. Montoya then brilliantly goes to widen the ropes for uh, Triple H's valet to ease her exit and gain face plaudits, but Helmsley uses Aldo's chivalry to blindside him and begin the action. After a few cracking moves that give him the early advantage, Triple H takes all the sting out of Montoya's initial assaults and starts to methodically and brutally take the brightly attired Montoya apart. He uses some classic Triple H moves, a long arching suplex, a jumping knee to the face, some brutal haymakers and kicks to the ribs as Montoya's on all fours. Aldo starts a striking comeback and then lands a diving crossbody after leaping from the second rope following an Irish whip into the corner. A head scissors takedown, a clothesline and a taunt before heading to the top rope and then a high arcing flying crossbody that lands a one, two, then no, Helmsley kicks out. Genuinely thought Aldo might get a shock victory there for a split second. Montoya keeps turning the screw though and he gets Triple H up, whips him into the ropes, sets up the back body drop and oh shite, pedigree. Three count, all over, clinical. And Helmsley heads into Mania on the back of a win, just as he should. Crowd, a crowd of flat here, though, aren't they? Uh, yeah, they don't care nothing. I nearly fell asleep <laughs> at this point. Not <laughs> hour seven, isn't it, in the fucking arena for this? Yeah, they've been here yeah. for, a, for a good long while. And I think they've seen all of these wrestlers several times. Yeah, before. a couple of times, have to have. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Just, you, you'd be just, I don't care. To film these shows like this, it's fucking ridiculous. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. After this, we get another stellar promo from Goldust, who's in the very parking lot he'll be brawling with Rowdy Roddy Piper at WrestleMania. We get the usual promo as Goldust essentially sexually assaults a mannequin dressed up in Piper's ring gear here, but this time it ends with Goldust losing his cool as his whispered voice morphs into a gravelly, low bellow as he violently breaks the mannequin against a wall. Really good, this thought. Thought it worked really well. Thought it was uh, suitably creepy, unnerving, and heelish. Uh, but I'm now looking forward to the... Uh, to the... Yeah, just another, just another another good promo to the uh, to the catalogue, isn't it, for, yeah. uh, for Goldust? You're so right. You're so, so right. It did make me think, though. Like, it, it was really good. It just made me thought think, like, it was just kind of like the nature of the, uh, the gimmick, like... The promo again, like it's on this all in the same vein. It, it is brilliant. It's just a, kind of the shelf life is kind of yeah, kind of standing out a bit. Like because how say he loses to Piper at WrestleMania, then that kind of goes to show that his mind games and all that doesn't work. So then he can't just go back to doing this again, kind yeah. of with somebody yeah, else yeah, now. Yeah. So it, like it's it's as he will razor. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It just maybe is. I don't know. Maybe it's a bit limited of where you can go. Yeah. No. But no. He, he's brilliant. He's he's, he's in terms of like interested in everything else, the most interesting thing on the show, probably it's just and unique. But it's um yeah, I don't know, maybe because he is so strange and unique, is how how do you you can't just do this forever, can you? So Yeah. You're right. Yeah, you're so right. Well, from the bizarre one to the phenom, out next is The Undertaker, accompanied by Paul Bearer. And they're heading to the ring for a chat with Vinnie Mac. But first 
a creepy preview, like something out of Resident Evil. I told you it was popular the other week, lads. Next week on Raw, the debut of Mankind. Finally, get in. Yeah, <laughs> Feels waited, like it's been... Wait a long time. Haven't we, haven't we just... <laughs> Cannot bloody wait. Cannot wait. Uh, back in the arena, though, and it's Taker. Vince introduces him, and the dead man enters the ring as, uh, as Vinnie Mac asks Bearer if he thinks Diesel robbed Taker of the title at the Royal Rumble. Bearer fires off a superb promo that succinctly recounts the storyline and tees up the two lads' mania clash brilliantly. Honestly, apart from the comedy when Diesel had the wrong tool and couldn't break the casket, I'd have just preferred Bearer to just tell me this story rather than watching the cops week after week. Like, this was great. Done. Yeah. Dusted. Classic uh, Pringle, isn't it? Wasn't it? Just 20 seconds, brilliant, I'm in, sold, done. All you needed. Taker follows his manager on the mic and stares right down the camera to tell Diesel that he'd, at one time, have been content with just beating and embarrassing him. But now he's laid his hands on Paul Bearer, he'll now make him rest in peace. And the crowd love it. Whether they're piped in or not, they love it. Another rehashed HBK promo is next, and as good as JR's voiceover is, I am so sick of seeing We've the seen same yeah. hissing footage promo. from Jose's sweat and blood gym. This. Third time in a row. No, I couldn't believe it. You're joking. And then we do get... some exciting on the last one before WrestleMania. Do you know what I mean? I know. A bit more. Have him fight a bit. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, Christ. Anyway, at least this one's broken up slightly with like a weird movie trailer after the HBK stuff that has somber violin music. Boring, but something different. Um, and then we get this, the equivalent for Brett once more. We see that bloody shot of him sitting on the side of his pool and then diving in his pool at home. <laughs> How many times have we had to watch Brett Hart dive into his own swimming pool uh, as a means of building this match with HBK? It's mental. Anyway... Uh, uh, we get a bit more and a new chunk of the admittedly best promos we've ever heard from Brett. I will concede. We've covered it before. But still, it's basically the same thing like for three weeks running. So can we not do this, lads? You know, come on. Um, at this time, we at least get a bit of strategy from Brett, who says he'll get the first fall and then HBK will have to come forward and start making mistakes as he does so. Try to sort of, you know, get back on track. Um, plan could be... Out the window immediately, though, couldn't it, Brett, if uh, if HBK gets, gets the first ball? Have you got a plan B? You know, like, something else, just in case? No? Fine? Okay, cool, cool. Back in the arena, and Owen Hart's taking on the enormous... Steve, oh, Steve sorry, yes, what, what, about, uh, what about when it cut to Doc singing on the mic oh, with a, a raw <laughs> hand? Uh, I, I was hoping this wouldn't come up. <laughs> I was hoping it wouldn't. <laughs> well, there was nothing else to, to there's nothing else to shout out about on the uh, on the program. But he's gone from dancing. He's gone from the bez role. And he's obviously been he's been recruited to uh, vocals, hasn't he? he Lead singer Doc. But he's proper getting into it, wasn't he? Carry Docky, we're here now. This is where we've come to. It's fucking. It's embarrassing. It's awful. It, it was a slow week on Raw, but uh, it wasn't it? it was the week Doc. before WrestleMania, and we see yeah. we've got we've got a bit of fucking Doc doing karaoke with and the we're Raw band. Doc, yeah, we're talking about Doc on the mic rather than the wrestling. Christ, oh, it's bad, so bad. <laughs> fucking hell, yeah, shocking. You saw, yeah, you saw right, Liam. I would, I tried, I tried to. Uh, to Glaze over it in the hope we wouldn't have to cover it, but you've. Uh... Oh, it's coming back in the builders. 
Yeah, there's when he tried to sell the, the jacket for two hundred dollars in the before the Undertaker promo. Only <laughs> oh, yeah. fifty nine ninety nine for three months. What? Yeah, unbelievable. That is shocking. Healthy. Shocking. He said hundred percent wool blend and then hundred percent leather. So two hundred percent material in this. <laughs> no wonder it's no wonder it's free payments for fifty nine ninety five. It's two jackets. <laughs> two jackets in one. Jesus wept. And on the, the only thing he could say about it to sell it was, look how the logo pops off that jacket. <laughs> yeah. That's all he had. That's all he had. Oh, it was criminal. Oh, it was so bad. What a slow week. What a fucking slow week in the, in the fucking week before you've got WrestleMania. Christ alive. Anyway... As I say, we're back in the arena and Owen Hart taking on Ahmed Johnson. And uh, Owen Hart obviously has uh, has the superb, as ever, Jim Corner in his corner. Hart Loved take... the um, start, spot at the start when uh, Owen Hart was like getting him in holes or whatever else and like, Corner would be shouting from the side, you, you got him now, Owen! You've got him. <laughs> <laughs> and before, obviously, then Johnson just throw it, like, swat him away or whatever. Absolutely right. And that's You've got spot. him this time! <laughs> Brilliant from corner. And that is, you saw it, that's exactly how it starts. You know, Hart takes charge, he's got a headlock, and then uh, Johnson quickly counters, as you say, Jim, by just picking him up. <laughs> and then he does what I want in the first occasion, uh, as if he's going to land an atomic drop, but then just sort of like just throws him away. Now, I know that's because Johnson's green, but it also actually worked quite well that he just, you know, threw him away like, like, he, was, like he was a piece of trash. It was great. Um, Hart tries again a second time with a front face lock and this is again nullified as the far bigger Johnson simply picks him up and drops him on the turnbuckle. Hart tries to attack again and leaps straight at Ahmed who's supposed to catch him in a bear hug but he loses his balance and you know for all the size difference Owen he's still not a small man you know <laughs> and this he, he topples him over backwards and awkwardly Johnson tries to sort of turn the fall into a spine buster and he does but it, it's it's off the mark and it, it it's clear it's a clear botch you know and i mean i don't i don't don't blame him but if you if you know owen's diving towards you you know put a leg back and you know brace yourself a bit more you know what i mean like anyway botch didn't look good echoes of uh corner in action it's not great obviously like they tried to give him a big push didn't they when he when he when he made his debut and that but this is obviously evidence why he's not being moved up the card and things like that. They don't trust him with the the uh, the big boys and Yeah, agreed. And you know, if you can't can't do it with Hart, just as you I'm gonna say, yeah, Owen Hart's like one of the more technical wrestlers in the organisation, isn't it? And he's still struggling to, to, to keep up pace with him here. Exactly that. Exactly that. Johnson then releases Hart, uh, then turns round to stare at the onlooking British Bulldog for no reason. Didn't need to, could have continued with the match, was on was dominating, could have had the win. Um but Bulldog, who of course will be on Hart's team along with Vader, um, when they take on Johnson, Yokozuna, and Jake the Snake Roberts at WrestleMania. This distraction allows Owen to land a drop kick to Johnson's back. Look great, and that sends him out of the ring. We then head to a break, and when we come back, we're in the ring, and Johnson lands a huge spine buster on Hart. He's then going for the Pearl River plunge. But it's here where Bulldog dives in, and the two then attack Ahmed together, which starts the bell going um, and Ahmed somehow manages to overpower both of them with a double running clothesline but at this point Vader enters and starts to land strikes on Johnson in the corner as Cornet hilariously 
traps the ref in the other corner. Fucking brilliant. He's done it a couple of times, but this one was one of the very best. So funny. The bad guys then start to triple team Johnson, but at this point, Yokozuna and Jake the Snake arrive eventually to even the odds. Jake the Snake was right. dawdling down and the gang, really. I, I know he's carrying a snake, but if you're getting if you're Yokozuna <laughs> yeah. is beating you to the ring. Should never happen. You've got a problem. <laughs> You've got a problem. Yokozuna's in a fully fucking 20 seconds prior to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's There's insane. Distance, isn't it? <laughs> Shocking. Anyway, the faces get the better of the heels and Cornet then, outside the ring, regroups his troops and gets them the hell out of Dodge and we're off to WrestleMania. But not before. A cheesy as shit country rock music video tribute to Bret Hart's celebrity status, we're told. What? Um, over stock footage of the Hitman plays. Well, lads, if... If this isn't a sign-off to Brett as champion to signify that they're about to put the belt on HBK, I do not know what is. But this seems like a real goodbye as we go into the history books, doesn't it? You would uh, you'd take it over Billionaire Ted any day, though, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, you're so oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> any freaking day. As bad as it was. Shocking. And that's it, lads. We're off to Mania. So that was WWF Monday Night Raw. Let's find out what we all made of it. It was to kick off our Raw ratings builders, lads. Tough watch. Tough watch this week uh, was Raw. Um, especially, as you've alluded to, Steve, on the, on the build-up to your main pay-per-view. <laughs> you want to set your stall, don't you? And obviously develop you do. your storyline uh, one more time. Maybe get some faces in couple of mixed tag team matches and things like that but you know for some reason we went down a different route but the the, the, the shining light was HBK for me um, I, I think he did carry Leaf Cassidy through that that opening match I think there was a couple of botches there that he, he did well to cover up and just a different class of party here from, from Shawn Michaels again you've got to you've got to tip your cap when uh, when he does put on a good a good spectacle, and it did go on for far too long, but uh, it, it was it was entertaining in, in 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 large parts of it. So, HBK was my builder for for, for this episode of Raw. Cracking, Jim. Yeah, nothing too much to add to that. Really, there wasn't a lot going on, which was surprising given it was the final show before WrestleMania. Um, I would say I'll, I'll give him some kind of props for ensuring the the. There's a good core of matches at WrestleMania that have some meaning behind them, you know, that have some decent builds that we're going to be getting invested in, that at least attempting. It might not be very imaginative and it might not be very, you know, exciting, but nevertheless, WCW don't bother at all. So <laughs> yeah. I would be more invested in watching the outcome of even the, you know, the Cornet, Cam Cornet versus the fucking, the Oddballs yeah. match. Yep. Um, <laughs> that's a good point, least, though. They've, they've, they've stuck to it, haven't they, for a few weeks? You know, that's a good yeah. point you're making. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that was it, really. That and no billionaire Ted. The end of billionaire Ted uh, was um, my my other one. Blessed relief. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with with all of that. Um, I would say genuinely, uh, I, I quite enjoyed 
um, both the HBK Leaf Cassidy matches and Triple H Aldo Montoya. That there was, you know, that was perfectly serviceable. He always does a good job, doesn't he? Triple H. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. Build a pick. What are we going for? What's going to make us tune in next time and also maybe uh, buy WrestleMania? I'll I'll, I'll stick with mine. I'm going HBK. Yeah, I'll stick with mine. Just just the kudos for generally trying to get people invested in matches and whatever else because WCW don't bother doing that. Spot on. Uh, Long-term booking then. Uh, HBK. Uh, Yeah, I'll... Got the deciding vote. I'll go. I'll go with you, Liam. I'll go HBK. I thought you're right. He's probably salvaged a lot out of this um, Cassidy match. He cut himself, cut himself open for Leaf Cassidy. You know that's it. <laughs> Don the crimson mask for, as Jim <laughs> would describe, the lesser of the two Brockers. So, wow. So they were the builders. What about the killers? What do you think, lads? Who wants to kick us off? Yeah, I'll go with. I'm sure you'll probably echo the sentiments just the general kind of boring nature of the, of the programme. Surely, especially with the, especially going into the WrestleMania main event, they would have done something more exciting than what they did. That was just so yeah. kind of mm. placid, mm. wasn't it? Pedestrian. The whole thing was yeah. pedestrian this episode, yeah. It's bomb. Liam? Yeah, I agree with Jim. Um, it's always good to see, obviously, HBK and Triple H but it's just a puzzling decision to put them against Leaf Cassidy and Aldo Montoya. And just couldn't couldn't get my head around that bizarre on your on your last show before before Mania. So yeah, that that was a strange kind of decision. Um, I have got to put Ahmed Johnson up there. I, I, I said the same about Conan on on WCW. Just again, you know, with Owen Hart and he's still looking as green as ever here. So I don't know what you can do else here really in terms of trying to help the guy get over a bit more um, so yeah he, he's, he was a he was a killer as well for me spot on yeah couldn't agree more um, they, were, they were the two I had written down I had another go on I had Vader it just it doesn't feel like because he got all of, he got a bit of fanfare didn't he when he first kind of arrived there was there was build up with the vignettes where he I remember trampoline. trampoline yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, it, was, it was kind of genuine anticipation there I was really excited to see what he was going to do and then sure. had that kind of shocking moment where, where he beats up uh, Gorilla Monsoon yeah, and yeah, incapacitates yeah. him so you're thinking alright they're, they're going to do something monster. with this guy yeah yeah and now he's just in this kind of this kind of going nowhere feud where you know Yokozuna allegedly wants to get revenge on Cornette yeah. and he's embroiled in all of that as a side guy. Yep. And I don't know, when, when he kind of runs out behind everybody else and he's got his his street clothes on but still wears the weird mask. <laughs> I just, I don't know, it feels like he's not having any impact. It just feels flat, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, what a waste. He's basically taking Yokozuna's place in Camp Cornette, hasn't he? As the, the yeah, yeah, in the yeah, background. yeah, you're and, right. And you're right. When, when he went up against, um, when he battered Gorilla Monsoon, he was like hot as hell, wasn't he? And you'd, you'd think he could have could have done more with him, I agree. Yeah. Yes, he's, he's... A little bit, maybe it's like because of the fact that they're in that arena for the, you know, the 18th week in a row and the, the <laughs> yeah, crowd. Yeah, and they've seen it a few times already, so they're, they're not days. even thinking, yeah, you're spot on. I think the crowd probably, are thinking yeah. about when they're getting a, finally going to, you know, get a toilet break and a drink Correct. of water and being here yeah. four days, haven't slept, yeah. so seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interminable weeks of raw. A hostage situation has developed <laughs> in San Antonio. I mean, no wonder Jake Roberts is gassed. Yeah. to keep running out from the, uh, the couch. Yeah. He's been knackered for so long. He's been that that never mind him, that poor snake has been to and from the <laughs> flipping ring fifteen times. Insane. Insane. Uh, no chance to debug it this week. 
my Everest, that. That's my Everest. All right, then, what are we picking for our ultimate killers, lads? What are we going for? I, I'll go with what I said about just the, the kind of lack of excitement on the last show before WrestleMania. I, I, I'm just thinking, like, I know I've criticised WCW for their kind of building of, of getting people invested in pay-per-views, but mm. fucking hell, I mean, they do things like bringing out the Yeti before the, <laughs> you know, the kind of go-home show to close that. So, I mean, at least yeah. have something better than your third run of the fucking trading video montage for the Iron Man match, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally right. Totally right. Can't argue with that. Liam? Yeah, I'll agree. It was a, it was a really stale kind of way to head into WrestleMania. They'd been building heat for weeks and weeks and then this is just quite forgettable and the atmosphere in the the uh, the arena as well, you you could kind of tell that was like copied though. So I just lost interest very easily. Uh, I found myself quite distracted when watching it and that, that's not usually what happens really with Raw. It's usually the other way around when, when I'm watching Nitro. So yeah, quite forgettable this week for me, Raw. Totally fair. Yeah, can't argue with any of that. I'll go along. Clean sweep. that in mind let's see which show we thought should have won the fight for viewing figures this week last time out nitro once again stretched its lead and made it 14 10 on the monday night scoreboard will that streak continue after uncensored and as we head into wrestlemania what do you reckon lads nitro surely on top again this week surely has to be yeah clean sweep nitro was oh no, i suppose I mean, again, if you apply a bit of logic, you'd assume people are choosing it's the last show before WrestleMania, so they might have an edge there. But in terms of just in general, what was the best show? Obviously, Nitro was. Yeah, exactly that, yeah. Well, that's what we think. But what did the American public think in 1996? Over to the golden envelope to find out. <laughs> Raw 2. Point eight nitro three point one nitro wins again, so it's fifteen ten to WCW now. I wow. mean, it is a bloody good job that mankind's arriving next week to yeah. try and redress this balance, isn't it? Christ, new arena, uh, <laughs> finally, yeah. new set of fans. You can't complain after that episode, though, can you? You can't. You just can't. Criminal way to go into your, your, your headline pay-per-view. Correct. 100%. But what will that pay-per-view look like? You'll have to tune in next time to find out. Well, that's it for this episode of the Monday Night Scores Season 2. Well, before we head off to start tracking down cowhide denim jackets on Vinted, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. We are at TMNScores. That's at TMNScores. Or you can follow us on Instagram at TheMondayNightScores. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to The Monday Night Scores wherever you get your podcasts. Well, all that's left for us to say is goodbye. So thank you all so much for listening. And until next time, this has been The Monday Night Scores. Up. <laughs> <laughs>
threw him yeah. away like like Funny. he was like it was a piece of trash. It was great. Um, Hart tries again a second time with a front face lock, and this is again nullified as the far bigger Johnson. Sim- <laughs> <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.